Warning, if you are faint of heart or easily offended, this show is not for you. Matters. Why? I just Why? Don't, I, don't, I don't think it matters if you three bet the right hands or four bet the right hands. What matters is, like, what mood is your opponent in? How much money have they won? How much money have they lost? Is the session ending soon? Are they quitting soon? Are they up money? Are they down money? Like, did they just get shown a bluff? Did they just show a bluff? Like, these things matter. It's not, like, what you have doesn't actually matter. Like, what matters is, oh, my opponent has one pair? Well, I know this person will not put in more than $100,000 with one pair. That's their threshold. Or I know this person was not going to believe me. They, they're down 200K. They're in a bad mood. They're not going to fucking fold a pair. We're not going to try to run it on them. That's the stuff that matters. And that's why, like, when I play, like, my cards often, like, don't match the board or don't ever, like, look like cards you should be playing. But it's because, like, it doesn't matter. Like... <laughs> Right, welcome to the Nick Fertucci Show. I am Nick Fertucci, and I am here. Do I even have to say who? Nick Airball. And we got uh, my lovely co-host, Valerie Brill. She is zooming in uh, straight out of Compton. And uh, we're just going to have some fun today and just get right into it. You cool with that? Let's do it. <clears throat> okay. So the first thing I want to talk about, like I was just telling you a minute ago, I, I have some sections I want to go through. This section, is, first of all, let me ask you, how are you feeling? Good. You really are? Yeah. No bullshit. I mean, I'm a little tired. Played yeah. till 4 a.m. last night, maybe. Was it? Yeah. I then, was worried you weren't going to be here on time. I, I show up when I say okay. I'll show up. So now listen, we, we're here on Saturday the 13th. And you played yesterday in one of the most, and we're going to get to that later, one of the most sickest games we've had in a long time. We'll, get, we'll get to that later in the section. And you played till 4.30 in the morning. Now, tomorrow, the 14th is when this will be out Monday. Okay. So just so the listeners and the watchers can all understand what we're doing here. All right. First thing I want to just hit you with, you're on a 2.1 million downswing. And now Matt has a million of that, right? Okay. Um, how are you, though? mentally because my downswing isn't even close wasn't ever even close to what you are how are you mentally and 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 be honest how are you financially okay so mentally um i'd say probably lost some amount of confidence in my poker game mm -hmm. but i think that's a pretty normal like every time i downswing like i lose a little confidence like you know you just have to like kind of refine it in you like whether or yeah. not you have it in big spots and like whatever so i've been working on that and then but other than that, like, I feel good mentally. Like, you know, it's part of the game. I, I understand the swings and, like, the style I play is incredibly swingy as well. Yeah. Um, just, like, going for big bluffs and, like, whatever, like, can be very swingy. Yeah. Um, is it harder to go for big bluffs when you're in a downswing? Yes and no. It's harder in the sense that, like, you feel like it's not going to work as often. Like, oh, I'm just going to get snapped off again. Yeah. But it's easier in the sense that you're like, I'm already down two million. What's another couple hundred thousand? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And so, like, that's, like, the truth, you know, in my opinion. At least that's how I see it. And then in terms of financially, like, yeah, losing 2.1 million hurts or whatever. But it's it's fine. Like, I'm fine financially. As, as people can see from the game last night. There are very good games in LA that play very big, yeah. and losing $2 million <laughs> is not that big of a deal. Well, it's a big of a deal to some people, but I get what you're saying. In your situation... I mean, like, relative to the games totally. I'm playing and Totally, and I'm going to dig more into that in a minute, but I want to go back to my lovely co-host and see if she has anything on that. 
Well, I'm, I'm just curious, uh, specifically with this downswing, because we've seen a million of it be like so high profile. I'm curious if this like in your current state, is this giving you more fuel to your fire and making you more hungry for the game? Or are you feeling a little down in the dumps right now because of all of it? That's a good question. I think like in terms of poker, like I still just want to play every day. Like, I guess when I go through like big downswings, because I've gone through like seven figure downswings before, I have like two sides to me. One side is like, I need a break. Like, give me a couple of weeks. I don't want to talk, think about poker. I don't want to talk about poker. I'll go to YouTube and unsubscribe from all the channels, like delete <laughs> my Instagram so I don't see anything. Like, I'll just try to like get off of it for a few weeks and like reset. So that's happened. But then also there's the other side, which is I want to play every day. Like, every day i just yeah. want to find a game and play every day until i'm out of the downswing and that's kind of how i am right now and like so i played wednesday lost played thursday lost played friday won and now i'll play today so we'll see and then you know tomorrow mother's day i'm sure there'll be a game somewhere so <laughs> we'll figure it out you'll be sitting there with eight mothers <laughs> yep yeah <laughs> as long as there's a game but um you know it's it's hard you definitely lose some amount of confidence uh in yourself like and your ability to win. And you, the, the biggest thing is, I'm sure everyone can relate to this. I'm sure you can relate to this. You just feel cursed. Yeah. Like, you just feel like you can't win. Like, I don't even know how to explain it, but it's just like, how am I going to get cooler this hand? How am I going to find a way to lose this pot? Like, it's just like, you just feel cursed. And uh, so there's definitely like some of that that I'm dealing with, but also like, you know, part of the game and there's plenty of opportunity to win the money yeah. back. And so I don't, I try not to worry about it too much. Well, it's really true too, because you know, when you are on a downswing, just like you said, you feel cursed and you literally may have the nuts on the flop and you're like, I'll I lose. just wonder how I'm going to lose this yeah. one. It, it's really seriously how you feel. And it's a shitty 100%. feeling. And my next question, you answered it and, and Val asked it, but, but how do you stay positive and keep your confidence or do you just fake it? Or how do you do it? That might even be something I want to know for me. Hmm, that's a good question. Yeah. I mean, so I would say like on stream, definitely fake it to some extent. Like, okay, I'm good. Let's go. Whatever. Right. Yeah. I'd say like in the private games and stuff, like a little bit more just like, you know, subdued. And like, I, I would just say overall, like I'm much more aware of how I feel right now. Like I'm aware that I have less confidence in my game. Yeah. And I'm aware of how that affects my game. And so then I'm just trying to be like. Like basically like it makes me, it makes, I mean, I think the way lack of confidence affects anyone's game is it makes you more passive. Totally. Like you're just not going to yeah. take the, the spot, the close spots. You're not going to like find the hero calls. Like, like yesterday, Dave bluffed me in a hand like that. Like probably if I'm not on a huge downswing, I just snap him off. You had jacks. Yeah. yeah. Like sick bluff, super tilting to watch that back. Like super tilting. But yeah. I mean, well, there was a, there was, there was a straight out there. There was a flush draws when yeah. he was on, but still. No. Yeah. I just mean like the fact that he, had the worst hand i made the wrong decision it's super tilting you know and like there are definitely like like aspects of the lack of confidence that seep into your game but for me like i just try to like fake it kind of and like also just like be aware of it like yeah i know like like you look down at like a hand that you would usually four bet right because you're confident in your game you're like i know these guys like let's go let's play big pot right and then in the moment i look down i'm just like i guess i'll just fold and like i know when i do that i'm like Mm, this is a spot where I, I'm not feeling it as much lately. Like I'm a little bit less confident. Like yeah. there were a couple times yesterday where I looked down at like, like queen five suited or king deuce suited and it had gone open three bet. And I was like, this is always like four bet time, baby. Like th- this is always <laughs> four bet time. And like, it was just like spots that I would take a hundred percent of the time usually. But like I just, yesterday I was like, eh, I'll just fold. And then afterwards I was like, I can feel like that I'm not as like confident. And like, 
my goal right now is like to get my confidence back, book some wins, and not like not 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 about the money, but just like like remind myself that I'm capable of winning, you know? Yeah. So like last night, like I managed to win, and that felt amazing. Like I was like, wow, I can actually win. Right. Like, it's possible, and right. that was good. Well, and it's not about me. I only say this. I I absolutely 100% know what that feeling is, and. I've been in that same spot where I'm looking and I go, here's what I normally do. Fuck it. I'm not going to do it. Mm -hmm. And it's because I don't think I can win. And, and, and then that causes you to not win. Yeah. And like, there's other things too. It's like, like exactly what you said. Like I looked down at the cards. I'm like, I always four bet this hand or always three bet or always five bet or whatever. Right. And then you hesitate because of that lack of confidence. And then, you know, like, you know, you should still do it. And you know, you're being like dumb, but then you feel like you've given away something in your hesitation. And so oh yeah, fought. like that yeah. happened to me a lot. Like you almost feel like they could read your mind, yes. like you're like not scared or reluctant or can, just hesitant. Yes, you, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. You feel like they you can feel make, like they know it, like and you're like, know. okay, fuck it. Yeah, and like you just want to get rid of it. Yeah. And like getting like like for me personally, especially like the way I play, like being fearless is incredibly important. And like so, like when I have less confidence because of like you know getting crushed lately, it's not necessarily like fear. I'm now fearful because of the money. It's just I'm fearful because i'm tired of like getting my ass like handed to me and like it just like smashed in my face every hand when i do something you know so like getting the confidence back i think is like important and takes time but i also think it's like probably like a net positive to lose a little bit of confidence because like sometimes i can be overconfident in my play and like take too many spots and like that can cause me to torch like you know 750 on a friday or whatever and like go a little bit too insane well what's in, what's crazy about this conversation is we just uh, what you were just saying went like 40 bullet points down in my notes so sorry just, no no it's good so i'm gonna hit it now <clears throat> so i don't repeat later so that was my question do you think when you are running good because we all know when we're running really really good not only like our confidence goes up to a point where we just think we're unbeatable like man of steel right did you get cocky of course yeah. you got cocky i mean of course, but I also think it's, like, important for me to be somewhat cocky. Like, yeah, just going back to what I was saying about, like, how I play. Like, if I'm, like, if I give my opponents too much respect in my head, I can't be that aggressive. I can't right. be that fearless. But, like, if I'm just, like, these guys are bums. They can't fucking hang with me. Like, they <laughs> they can't handle the pressure. Like, they don't want it, like, as bad as I do. Then I can, like, go insane and, like, find the last bet. And, like, because, like. Like, one thing I pride myself in personally is, like, I feel like a lot of people will, like, they'll three-bet pre-flop, they'll bet the flop, they'll bet the turn, and then they'll just give up on the river. Because they're like, I got called twice, like, there's no more, like, cards, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you give up. They don't have the heart. Man, I put the fucking riverbed in every time. Like, I don't show down bad hands on the river. I put the riverbed in, and, like, win or lose, I die on that sword of, like, yeah. putting the bed in. And sometimes it prints. Like, if you go bet, 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 and they fold in the river, you just print money for what it's worth. Of course. And then sometimes it fucking hurts when you just put the last bet in, and they call you, and you're like, obviously they were going to call. Like... So I think, like, that's a huge factor. Yeah, and I think we saw some of that. Um, excuse me, Val, you got anything on that? Because I, I have a point on that, but I'll wait. Yeah, go ahead, and I'll, uh, I'll okay. ask after. I think I started seeing some of that as your downswing started a little before this. But you, were, you did that in the Rampage game, and he clipped, he clipped you off a couple times where it should have worked. Mm-hmm. Right to your point, and then it didn't. And again, that was like right in like the beginning or midst of your downswing, and that just is like to the point of like how that goes when you're yeah. when you're in that spot, right? Yeah, I mean that day in particular, like even now when I think about it, I actually think like all my plays are pretty good. They were good. Like he should have folded. Like in everyone in, in, in a in a real world. Yeah, everyone. Bill Klein, Stanley Choi, they all should have yeah. folded. <laughs> like 
<laughs> I had good reads. Like, fuck everyone. Like, I had really good reads. Like, I knew they didn't have big hands. Like, no one ever even had top pair against me. They always had second pair. Right, right. Like, I was right. I just had the wrong read on myself, which is that, like, everyone knew I was, like, unraveling that day. That's and, right. And, like, they just didn't, like, have to worry about it. They yeah. just had to close their eyes and say, call. I mean, like, yeah. it's a little bit like last night with Brad. Like, you kind of just know you have to close your eyes and say call in some spots because this what guy is like super sicko. action. He's super sick, right? So like <sighs> if, if he's capable of calling off 80,000 with 3-4 preflop, like you kind of have to get in there, right? Like there was one hand where he jammed like 120K and Mariana folded king-queen. I was just like, like whoa. Like, uh, I honestly think he could be the all-time sickest I've ever seen. Yeah, he, Even over Alan Keating and some of these other guys he, that are nuts. He's probably the sickest we can get on stream. Yeah. I'll Will he that. be back? He said he would be very interested in playing 501k PLO. Brad's a PLO player. Uh, and so I, I I've talked to Ryan about this, actually, because I've been playing some PLO with Brad for a while now. And I've told Ryan, I'm like, there's the sickest guy ever, Bad Brad, BB. And if we can get him, like, trust me, he, like, makes everyone else look like little puppies. <laughs> and Ryan's like, haha, no. And I was like, trust me, ask Charles. And Charles like, yes, Ryan, like, we need this guy. But he'll only play PLO. Hmm. So Ryan said, if we ever want to do a 501,000 no cap PLO, he'll do that with Brad. And that last, would be worth it. Yesterday, Brad said he'll come back for that. He won't come back for Hold'em? No, he'll think? come. Like Charles said he'll try to get him to come. Like He really likes Charles and Bobo. Like They're close Good. friends and Good. stuff. And so Charles is going to come. But the thing is, like for Brad, like Brad is special. And he deserves really good lineups. And like he deserves a lot of good action. Oh, yeah. And like I think like it's just – also, like guys like Brad like are just – like. Super action players are hard to pin down. Like, everyone wants them to come play. Like, you know, like, there's a lot of games for him to choose from. And so, mm -hmm. I, I don't think, like, for a lot of people, like, the stream is really cool. And, like, we like being on stream and we're happy with it. But for some of people, like, you know, perhaps Brad or other, like, super action players or successful businessmen or whatever, like, being on stream isn't necessarily, like, good for them. And so, they're just not going to do it as often or whatever. And mm -hmm. so, I think, like, do I think Brad will be back? Yes. Um, do I think he'll be, like, frequent on the show? No. But okay. I think he'll be back. What if uh, he comes back a lot and we give him equity in the company? I'm just kidding. Okay, Valerie, what do you got? <laughs> no, it's just like, it's... <laughs> yeah, right? When, when do I get my 1%? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. Nick, get in line. I, I've been in that line for a few weeks now. Well, for the record, um, when they were starting the show, I texted Ryan and I was like, can I invest? For when we first started, yes. But like before they even started the show. I remember. Like when, when Ryan and was like, when I knew they were like going to do a new show, I texted Ryan. I was like, just tell me an amount. I'll invest. He told me. Fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> you missed out. Now here you are. You got to wait to get I your name in the lineup. Like I always do on that one. Oh, these guys yeah. are too tight. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got there, Vuri? You know, uh, Airball, like it's so meta to hear you say like, I had the wrong read on myself. <laughs> it kind of makes me think that you're you're this character or you were initially playing a character and then you kind of became this like poker villain and i think you're i think you're a, you're you're a fun villain i think we kind of need them because like no one wants to uh you know watch like three quiet gto happy like perfect guys like we want a little bit of a dynamic structure in our poker games but like I'm curious how you would rate as a fan of poker and you looking back at yourself over this like heads up challenge and like some of the stuff you've done on Hustler. How will you how would you rate your performance out of 10 being a fan of poker if you're looking at yourself? 10. 
Like, I just don't know how ten? anyone could not say 10. Like, <laughs> I come, I talk, you... I give all the action in, like, crazy spots. Like, I bluff, like, an insane amount. Like, I go for the throat. Like, I make it entertaining. Like, to me, I think, like, these are all, like, I don't know. Like, when I the way I handle it, and this is, like, you know, Ryan, we could tell you this, and perhaps Ryan and Nick have had this conversation, but, like, I play and am on stream trying to entertain and like trying to do what I think entertain me as a fan in poker coming up. Like when I used to watch live at the bike and stuff, because that's how I got into poker really. Like what did I want more Mm -hmm. of? Like the craziness, the sickness, the the huge bluffs. Like, you know, I wanted to hear them talk. Like that's, this is things that I wanted. Like I wanted to see sick action. I wanted to hear the table talk. Like that's what I wanted. And so that's kind of like what I try to do is like, provide what I would have wanted as like a kid watching poker. And so in that sense, like I think it's a 10, but obviously like at times I do think like I can get a little too crazy, but you know, it's kind of like, it's a fine line, I guess I would say. Were you surprised or, or like, do you have any regrets? Were you surprised at the reaction that some people had to the way you were on high stakes poker or just like the feud in general, like I kind of got it. Like I kind of saw that you were like really needling, uh, but a lot of people thought it was over the line. Some of the things you, you know, you re- you apologized for. Like I'm curious, like how you felt about that part, or if you had any regrets about that, the negative parts that you saw. Sure. So I guess I'll go to high six poker, then we can talk about like the mat negativity. But, well, we'll um, get to the mat in, in just a few minutes. Okay. We've got a whole section on it, but that's perfect. Okay. So then I'll talk about the high stakes poker stuff. So I mean. So, a couple things. One, like, super cool to play on high-stakes poker. Like, super cool. Right. Like, seeing the set and stuff, whoa, it's cool. And, like, no offense to Hustler, but that's, like, a TV set, Nick. Like, that's, Bro. like, a fucking movie set. Like, yeah, we, no, we, no offense we, taken. We need to upgrade our shit. Like, literally, like, you look up and it's just, like, camera, 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 camera. You know, Are you the, talking about the whole space Nick, or the I, cameras? I, like, the, everything. It's yeah. just insane. Well, the thing is, 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 it's the space. Yeah. Because we don't have that kind you know of that's you, know, the, you know how much money they told me. Airball, that's the same. That's the same place we used to record Poker After Dark, and I used to work in that studio. The original Poker After Dark. Uh, no, not the the oh, last like yeah, three yeah. seasons. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, not the uh, the original. I think was like at South Point or, or not a South Point at like Golden Nugget or something. Oh, but, yeah. um, but yeah, the the last like three or four seasons were filmed at that studio. So that studio is amazing. I agree with you. You know what they told me. It cost them $60,000 per day that they filmed there. Yeah. From what I understand, <clears throat> this is not me knowing it for sure. What I understand is the investor behind all that uh, is so deep pocketed that they just like, they're just, you know. Oh, I'm pretty sure we all know who it is. I mean, it's open. It's Carrie Katz. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. not like a secret. Or anything. No. And so. And he just loves poker. He too. just loves it. It's like a passion project. You it's kind of like you with Hustler, like in the sense that like he's built himself a place to play when he wants to it's play. It's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. So it's like that. And it's amazing. There, mm-hmm. There's no ever no offense to that. Like yeah. I've been in there for the awards, different things. It's uh, it's it's insane. Yeah. Sure. I, but um, so anyways, back to your question, like very excited to play. Very cool. Cool that I got the chance. Um, the negativity. Yeah, it kind of sucked. Um, I think it's funny, like all these people like complaining about it, but then like it's the highest viewed show on poker go ever. So like you clearly all tuned in. Well, you know what it is, Nick? It's Mm -hmm. like this, the ones that complain and the ones that troll and the ones, you know, that do that type of stuff that are that way, 
They're mostly the minority, not all, but mm-hmm. mostly, and the, and those are the ones that are the most loud, Vo- local, yeah, yeah. vocal. And so, <clears throat> believe me, like everyone was glued to that. And sure, there was some mo- cringe moments. moments in there. There was some out of line moments that you know I even talked about it. I'm yeah, like, dude, course. if you could have just kept that vibe where you just push the chips like that was perfect yeah but when you started chugging the wine and you went berserk you know but even still it's the most why it was insane so even still you could still make a case for whatever it's yeah. fine right and like nick airball doesn't drink let's just keep yeah, that straight he doesn't I'm not drink. really drinking <laughs> listen you know what it was i'll tell you guys i don't drink but it was my first time playing with jrb <laughs> you don't drink what the fuck are you talking about i don't drink about? i don't drink dude time. i love it i don't drink i don't I don't drink, but it was my first time playing with JRB and like, it's JRB. Like the guy's a legend, like for drinking wine. And then he's like, he got some wine for us. And I was like, I'm going to drink this fucking wine and get drunk for JRB. Yeah, and I, I did. But you can't do shots. Yes, you can. Okay. You have to enjoy the wine. No, okay, it's well, not for like, I'll tell golfing. you what, Veronica, in the second half of last night's episode, you'll see Charles taking shots of wine. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. I, I heard that you were you were like gulping down like a two hundred dollar bottle of wine, Airball. What are you doing? Ah, eh, who knows? But um, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you just gotta drink, you know. Like you got. I mean, I don't drink, but like I've heard. <laughs> um. So I mean, yeah. And then in terms of, like the negative response, kind of hurtful, not my favorite, but also like whatever. I was a little bit irritated with like some of the commentary that I felt like was a little bit rude, and then I was like. I don't know, just a couple of things like Poker Go did kind of upset me, but I, because I kind of feel like they, they wanted a shit show, like that's what they wanted. They, of course, designed, why would you put, desi- why would you put that lineup together? Right, they designed it for that, but then they kind of like didn't support it or something. I don't know. It just, what can you, hey look, we're talking about it, yeah. and I like Poker Go, and so does uh, Veronica, no beefs, those yeah. guys are great, love those guys. Agreed. What, what, give us specifics on the commentary and give us specifics on what you think like the, the, the kind of setup was. Yeah, just like a couple times, like so like, I'm like a, or at least. Well, Nick Schulman's like a legend, right? And totally. like sicko and like fun to watch, fun to listen to. And like, I don't know, just a couple of, like, I didn't, I haven't watched it or anything, so I haven't actually heard it, but I just like read some of the quotes and they were just like not, now I don't know if it was said in jest or sarcasm. Or, yeah, you like, need to what? hear the tone. Right. But like just reading them, like it wasn't my favorite thing that was like said. Like what? Like he's like, oh, this is one of the most grotesque things I've ever seen or something like that. Like, <laughs> Why you drinking the wine? Yeah. Like it's not like not <laughs> funny, but like it's just a little bit like, I don't know. Yeah. And like. But but let me but let me ask you if you're having if the way you were acting and and like you have probably one of the best senses of humor because I have even needled you on Twitter and like you're cool. Um, why wouldn't you take that in jest? I guess there's like. So I guess part of it is like I know you have like a relationship with Nick and thus like I kind of see you as someone who's on our side in general whether that's true or not doesn't matter but like that's kind of how I, I see you as like someone who like is in my circle and so like when you're needling me or whatever like I, I it's very easy for me to be like oh this is like we're having fun right mm-hmm. now in terms of like random people like talking shit and needling same thing usually like I don't really mind I guess it's just bothered me a little bit because A like I looked up to Nick um, and like you know it's like fan and then also just like i feel like the commentators and like people who are part of the show have like a different responsibility not to kind of do that shit like i just don't think it's cool for like a commentator who's like commentating on a game like for example like last night like if tuckman just starts like spewing crazy shit about like bad brad being horrible at poker like that's not cool like 
Yeah, like, yeah. There's there's no question. As as a stream commentator, you have a tough job. You have to lay off when the table's yep. talking. You have to try to find a way around what you know about poker, but still commentate in a respectful way. Because yep. if you were to tell the truth most of the time, it'd be like, oh, what's going on here? Like, right. you know. So it is a tough job, and I do and I do agree with you that if we ever had a commentator that would go in there, it was just you know ripping ass on people, they wouldn't commentate anymore right. because those because people don't want to be embarrassed. Yeah, and so I mean, obviously, like. Uh, I'm not like too bothered about it, but just like a little bit not super happy, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, like a little bit of like distaste or whatever, or like bad taste in my mouth. But at the same time, like, I don't know. I, I feel personally, like I, the way I see that show, and this is probably me being egotistical, but I guess I'll just give my honest take anyways, <laughs> is I feel like I made that show. Like, I mean, like I was. You were the key component yeah. to what they were trying to go for. And like, I'm like, unlike Doug and Daniel and shit, like. I'm real. Like, I'm not like going to pretend to have beef with you online and then be like, Hey buddy, like let's have fr be friends. Like I keep that same energy in person, you know, yeah. like when I saw Matt, like it's still not friendly. Like, you know, like it was real. Like when I grabbed the chips, like that's fucking real. Like yeah, those I are know, my fucking tell. chips. Like that's the show, right? That's what we want. And like, yeah. you know, like, I don't know. I mean, I bluffed Rob Young a hundred thousand on the river. I don't see anyone else in that entire episode running any big bluffs. Like yeah. no one else ran a big bluff the whole episode. Right? Like, I don't know. So, I feel like, I don't know. I just feel some type of way. Well, you know what my only feedback would be, and I hope it's taken um, well. I don't mean it any it real bad, but it's just something I, I, I thought, and it was frustrating to watch, is you guys had so much table talk. The stuff that they were looking for, the stuff that they, this is why they put it together, and they were talking over it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, oh shit, shut up. Let me, you know, I'm trying to like get closer to my phone to hear you guys. And everyone else was like beefing too. So I think that was the one pushback I had was like, man, you guys got gold here. Zip it until there's a break, you know, because that's what was like you said, that's why you watched shows. Yeah. And the yeah. table talk was fucking hilarious. It was sick, yeah. Like it was so sick. Like, I don't know. That was like a, that was a surreal lineup for table talk. If you think about it, like Doug talks a lot. I talk a lot. Eric talks a lot. Rob Young talks a lot. Jennifer Tilly's fucking hilarious. Yeah. The only one who doesn't talk is, uh, Matt, like JRB talks a lot. Like that's a sick table for table talk. Yeah. Like, sick. Yeah. And so like, I don't know. I, I don't know. It was overall, it was a good experience. Um, well the stream was a good experience after the stream. I'll tell everyone what happened. Tell us. So I was, you know, I was up like a hundred K then I lose, with aces to Jeremy, sixes, I'm on tilt. Torch another like 75,000 last hand, right? And uh, I'm stuck like, you know, I don't know, buck 50 or something. Annoyed. So I take my, you know, I have like, I don't know, 800,000 or something in chips. And, you know, I, I tell them, you know, deal with them. I'm going to go eat. So I go eat with Darby and Ishan. And I continue to drink wine. Why not? And I'm well, like, yeah, because you don't drink, so this is like a special. Or I mean, occasion. like, I, okay, well, if if I was drinking there, like, I would have continued to drink wine, right. and so I was like, much more. I was actually drunk now, <laughs> and I was still on fucking rage tilt. Like, I was trying to get off tilt at dinner, but I was still on rage tilt. So I go to I go to Ivy's room to get my chips um, that they should have like deposited at Poker Go, because I don't know if you guys remember, but my chips were just a puddle at the end. Like, I just they were just spewed. So I had no idea how much I lost. I just knew I lost and I was on tilt and just like stormed out of there to go get dinner. Like that's what happened. Like the game ended and I was just like, fuck, like no one wants to play. I'm leaving. And I just walked out of there. And I was like, someone will deal with my chips. <laughs> like someone will deal with the 800K. So I go to Ivy's room and uh, there's a game going on in there. A very big game. Alan Keating's game is going. And uh, I'm a little bit on tilt. So I'm like, 
anyone want to flip for 100k so one of the players like yeah i'll do it who was it hanks okay and uh we flip for 100k. Obviously. Brent Hanks? No. Oh, no, not no. Brent Hanks. No, not Brent Hank. Hank. Or Hank. I don't know what the, the, the oh. other guy. Hank. It's it's Keating's friend. He's played on a show. He, he's a time. sicko. He just goes by oh, Hanks. Okay, okay, yeah. Okay. yeah, he's a sicko. Yeah. Um, we flip for 100k. I lose. Flip for 100k again. I lose. <laughs> wow. And then I'm like again, and he was like, "This is getting out of control. Let's stop." And so then I was on rage tilt, and I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" He's like, "Yeah, like let's be done." So then I go to Baccarat. And I just max bet 20K a hand for like an hour while screaming at the floor to increase my limit to 100K a hand. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was super on one. Luckily, at Baccarat, we didn't like we ended up winning small. So that was good. But, um, yeah, I was on. Does Sean so. ever like tell you stop the whole time? Yeah, he the was the whole like, time. But you won't listen. Yeah, he's like, when I'm flipping for the 100K, he's like, Nick, can we not do this? I'm like, let me do it once. I lose. I'm like, I'm doing another one. He's like, but he like gets it. Like, Ishan is like, yeah. he's like a little bit older than me, but he gets it. Like, yeah, he's gone he's gone through like the phase of like, of like degeneracy that I'm probably more in than he is right yeah, now. Yeah, right. And so he gets like my like desire to gamble, you know? And so he's like, like kind of like, he's trying to tell me. And then like, when I'm going to Baccarat, he's like, Nick, let's not play Baccarat. Let's not play Baccarat. Like, but he also like can't stop me. You know what no, I mean? Of like course. we're adults, right? Yeah, yeah. And like we get there and the whole time, like he's like, as I'm winning, like he'll grab the chips and like put them in his pocket. So like, he's trying to like mitigate my losses. <laughs> right. Like, no, he is. Like, I know. Really, yeah, I figured he should be, right? super fucking good. Like yeah. I don't, if I didn't have you, Sean, like with me in these, some of these spots, I might've torched like a million in this spot. Cause right. like to some extent, like as I'm getting like more and more steamed or whatever, like that day, like I'm playing Baccarat, he's like calls the uber he's like we gotta go uber's here like we have to leave now like the uber's right. here like they're gonna charge me a fee if we don't go and then i'm like oh fuck i don't want them like, not that it matters but like in my head i'm like yeah, oh I don't you don't want to no one wants to pay the 20 dollars yeah, fee. you're down like 80 $5. million like yeah <laughs> i'm like i don't want you trying to pay a five dollar fee let's go you know what i mean like literally like that's like you know these are the kind of things like that like good friends do like to help you like yeah. from when you're in like tilted or whatever Absolutely. so like i'm also i'm also like I have different gears. Like I have some gears where I'm very risk averse to gambling. Like I don't want to do any play any pit table games or whatever. Like I just want to chill. And I have the gear that's just like max gamble. Yeah. Like Super Bowl weekend, like playing like blackjack like with some high rollers. Like I was betting like 10k a hand. Like just like whatever. Like let's do it. And then like the next week, I'm like I don't even want to bet a hundred dollars a hand. Like I don't want to play. Crazy, right? Yeah, and I just don't feel like it. Like I just don't want to deal with this, the emotional swing. Yeah, and then like there's like you know after that poker go and I'm drunk and I'm like I want to bet a hundred thousand a hand. Like right, I'm right. fucking I'll bet five hundred thousand a hand if they'll let me. Like I'm ready to gamble. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And so uh, yeah, it's just interesting. Nick, and then Val, you go next. But I just have to ask this question because it's the perfect question after what you just said. And I want you to be honest. Always. Okay. Like really be honest. Always. No, no, no flex. <clears throat> Are you ever worried that if this continues like a downswing? Is there a worry or a number that it will take for you to be pretty much crippled? And 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 if you're willing to, what is that number? Um so no, I'm not worried. There is a number obviously that like I would like like my net worth if I lost my net worth, I'd be broke, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm not worried because of a couple of factors. Like I have like a really good support system around me that keeps me in check. Like oh. I'm not actually like torching as much as people think. Like I'm just on a downswing. And, like, I also am very lucky that there's a lot of very, very wealthy people in my circle who have, like, a lot of faith and belief in me. And so, like, in terms of poker, if I ever were to, like, go busto, I get staked very easily. That's true. Like, I mean, like, as it is, I get people texting me every week asking, like, if they can buy pieces of me, if they can stake me or whatever. Like, I mean, I guess part of it's, like, I'm not saying I'm super good or anything, but, like, it's probably just because I have, like, the ability to play in very good games and, like, 
you know, that's like. Would it be under nice. ten million or over? Like if it's over, over, over would be what? Will you start getting over? Concerned? Would start to hurt. Yeah, yeah, it would start. I to mean, worry like, you, right? Over, I'd be like, hmm, maybe like poker is like a little bit not my thing. Like, but like you know, two million hurts. Don't get me wrong. Like it hurts. Yeah, of course, it, it hurts. Like, it hurts. It's two million dollars. It fucking hurts. It's yeah. not fun. It doesn't yeah. matter how much you have, and it hurts in the way that it's happened. Just like getting my face punched in, like the day I lost seven thirty, like. The heads up challenge. Like these are like it's just been like kind of like a face punching kind of downswing. Yeah, some big right hooks. Yeah, and it hurts. It does it, and it hurts financially. It hurts emotionally. But like it's not like any like crisis or anything like that. It's just, you know, it just hurts. Yeah, Vicky, what do you got before I ask the next question? Yeah, I kind of want to stay on the high stakes cash game because I think the internet lost their minds over it. And uh, you know, I'm a fan of poker. I'm not. I don't want to watch seven or eight Matt Berkey's play because it would be incredibly boring. You did make the show fun. I thought some things were out of line, but that's okay. Like I'm a fan doesn't mean I hate you for it. Um, I'm curious because the internet kind of lost their mind with the ending with Lynn and how like Lynn got up and they overdramatized it. I didn't think it was that bad, but a lot of people did. Like, was there something, was she mad at you at the end of that night? Are you guys cool? Like, can you explain that ending? Happened, you know what I'm talking what, what about? What happened at the end? <laughs> when you're like, you're staying and you're getting in the Uber with me. And she's like, no, I'm leaving at 1030. And like, she got you're up like, and no, like, no, I'm your boss. Matt, I'll tell you what to do. Matt, oh, yeah, said, yeah. That, Matt hilarious. Berkey like I slowed down. I don't remember yeah, that. Yeah, Matt Berkey like, like broke down the video and was like, I know Lynn's like super ex- upset. I know Lynn. And I'm like, oh, did you guys get into a fight? Did, are you guys upset? Was that even a thing? I don't even remember I that. I love the so, look on your So face. here's the question. So tell me what happened. Here's what she's saying. Are you and Len, like, the next few minutes, the next day, the next hour, you're just the same? Good. No, there's no problem. Lynn there was G? A, yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, people thought we oh, we had a fight on there? That's what... Okay, so let me... Let I me don't do, even remember that. Let me do my thing where I preface okay, and, okay, yes. and I do the whole thing. Let me ask you this, but don't... Okay. The the question really is because at the end of it, you were drunk as, as a skunk and you Getting said... drunk as No, a he doesn't drink. He doesn't drink. drink. Okay. He doesn't if you were drinking, sober, you would have yeah. been drunk. <laughs> And and so you uh, you said something like, well, we're going to play more, Lynn, you're going to play. And she's like, no, I'm done. And you're like, no, you're not. You're staying. And you guys went back and forth. She's like, and you're like, I'm your boss. You're staying. You don't have a say. And she didn't. She looked serious enough to say, no, you don't tell me what to do. So Matt, like uh, Veronica said, went on his thing and he broke down that whole segment. And he's basically like, I know her. She's she's really upset. Like these guys, like they're whatever. And you don't even remember it because there is no fallout. No, we didn't talk about it. And I am Lynn's boss. (laughs) (laughs) I tell her that all the time. What are you talking about? I, like Lynn works for Henry. I literally I was at the table with Henry on Wednesday, and I was like, Henry, how does it feel to know that your employee works more for me than for you? And he was like, Fuck you, Nick. And I was like, That's my employee. <laughs> no. Yeah. Me and Lynn are all good. Uh, I love Lynn. Uh, Lynn, like, uh, like obviously, like she helped me a lot with stuff for the Heads Up Challenge. So she probably owes me a million dollars for that. And then, um, because like I lost because of her, obviously. And then. Uh, totally. You know, we're also doing the content together. And so, yeah, we have a great relationship. I really like Lynn. I think Lynn gets, like, a lot of unnecessary flack. Um, you know, some, ne- some like, she warrants because she gets emotional and, like, whatever. And, like, maybe not the best sometimes on Twitter. But overall, Lynn is, like, pretty pure-hearted, I think. And, like... I can relate. She... Yeah. And she's done, like... Like, she's done a lot of, like, out-of-her-way things for me. Um, also, like, been very, like kind friend as a, like, through the heads up challenge like 
you know, there were some very like low moments. Like it's like, you know, just some of the days where I got whacked, like it was just like frustrating. And like, I'm just like, Oh, after, and like, she was a very good friend to me. And so no, like there's no, no issues with Lynn or all good. She's in yeah. uh, New York right now. For Tucci, I, you and Lynn are exactly the same way on Twitter. When you posted your nudes, people got mad at you too. Yeah, just Nick. a couple so, of bitches. You know. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of emotional bitches. Why would you? <laughs> yeah, no, I get uh, it. Well, there, there is a lot of truth to that, you know, besides the nudes, because that would, that would be bad. But um, no, there is some truth to that because I do knee jerk a thing. And then I see her do that. And then I see her go, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm done with the toxicity. I'm just going to be, I'm going off. And then I see another snarky thing. So I get that because I have that same kind of knee jerk reaction. Yeah, right? I, I kind of. I, I guess I'd say I feel a little bit responsible for some of the shit she took on Twitter in the last month because I think a lot of the reason she was getting involved in the Twitter spats was because of me. Of course. Like she was defending me and like, cause I wasn't on Twitter. Like I, I don't mind defending myself. Like I don't mind fucking firing back. Yeah. Um, although I'm trying, I've been working on like not doing that, but I've been like, I don't mind like defending myself. Like I don't like mind talking shit with people, getting on the spaces and confronting them. Like I don't care. Like I'm happy to do it myself. But during the heads up challenge, like I was making conceited effort to stay off Twitter, stay off socials, like to focus on like improving. And like, that was something that like Lynn and Ishan asked me to do. And then I think Lynn knew that, I mean, she knew that I knew that there was like a lot of shit being talked about me, especially as I was losing. And she also knows that I'm like somewhat sensitive and like kind of just like want to stand up for myself or feel stood up for. And so I think in some of those spots, like she was doing it for me and, um, mm -hmm. Like, obviously, like, I incredibly appreciate that, but I also feel kind of bad in hindsight because, like, I know it, like, wasn't necessarily good for her mental health. And, like, I, didn't, I don't want, like, my friend uh, to, like, sacrifice their mental health for mine or whatever. But, like, I appreciate, like, the sentiment behind it, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So, sure, of course. Yeah, it's kind of, like, an interesting thing. And, like, you know, we've talked about it since and just kind of decided, like, maybe her and Sean, like, you know, we're the three of us kind of, like, a little team. Like, you know, we do the content together and, like, we're... we're pretty good friends or whatever yeah we kind of decided maybe like when it comes to haters and shit like i'll handle them and let the two of them can just chill because yeah. they're nice people unlike me struggling to find an all-in-one platform for the latest poker news and thrilling poker stories only poker has got you covered the platform is packed with exciting poker news discussions and games that you won't be able to resist Share your thoughts with friends on the hottest poker topics in our circle. Discover the best poker games anytime, anywhere. And secure your seat at the table. Find all your poker needs in one place. Download only poker and join the best poker community today. Right, correct. Well, yes. I think there were, there, part of the issue was like, um, and I don't want to talk too much about Lynn because she's not here to, you know, relay her end of the story, but... Um, it was tough, I could tell, because she used to date Berkey, right? And so it was a little bit more personal for her. And, and for him. I was there during, yeah, I, I was there when they kind of went at it on Twitter spaces. And um, yeah, I think they may have hashed it out. I don't know. But I think that's where like it got a little weird because she does have a history with him. Yeah, agreed. So... I'm going to ask you two more questions, one at a time, of course, because sometimes I block things together. I'm not going to do that. Um, my first question to you is, and I'm not going to, I know you've talked about this before. I heard mm -hmm. you mention this to Ryan, and I'm not going to ask you the numbers, 
because like you even said, and you even said, you said on, on the thing with Ryan when we did, when you did the pregame, well, this is no one's business. Go, oh, fuck it, I'm going to answer. So so you have alluded to the fact that, that your bankroll that you're working with comes from your job, investments, and poker. Can you put a percentage to what that is? Yeah, investment, poker, job, probably like 40, 30, 30. So job 40? No, no, investments 40. And then poker? 30, job 30. Okay, okay. Because, you know, a lot of people say, you are you know, if you're a new imbe- investment banker, you're starting. What? I know, this I know. This is the funny I, thing. This is the funny thing. I never claimed that I was, like, making a billion dollars a year investment banking. I know banking. that. I worked at an investment bank. Ryan likes to put up what people do for a living. He put up that I'm an investment <laughs> banker. Why the fuck am I the villain here? This is the truth. I've worked at an investment bank. Because this is the world you're in, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, just like I, yeah. I did. I worked for an investment bank. Of course you did. Oh, I'm not so, questioning that. No, I know you know. Yeah. But it's just so like, Nick. I never claimed that it was like $8 million a year. No, you never did. I, I never claimed but, anything. But but the reason Nick, I got you got am- to Go ahead, honey. Let me let me just say this. You got you to gotta understand that like for most of us watching, they're like, most of us at 25 were probably broke. I'm 27, Veronica. To- <laughs> well, I'm sorry. You just look like you're 21. But uh, most of us did not have access to this type of wealth and were able to play these types of games. So it's like really curious to all of us, like, how did he get this money? In what world does this happen? A lot of people can't grasp how you have this much money. And that's where this all comes from. Yeah, and let me say this too real quick, and that, that's the ex- exact point, and that's why everyone, like, look, you said it right, and so what I say, it's no, it's no one's business. We know that, okay? Mm-hmm. So don't, don't think because I'm asking the questions that I don't know it's no one's business. I'm asking the questions because we're doing a podcast. This is what the, the industry is talking about, right, the community, and so we're asking it just no, so you can a- answer it for the 20th time, right, and get a little heated, which was amazing because it, like it's enough <laughs> is enough, right? I mean, I'm sure someone doesn't mean like 18 comments like, this guy's fucking lying. He has a trust fund. Of course they are. Like, I'm just like. Listen. Of course they are. Look, it's your wife's money. It's your trust fund from your family. Like, it's all out there. And you know the one thing, and I'll say it, I don't care. I'm not trying to cause controversy, but the content that that really, like, bothered me was the Rob Kuhn stuff. Like, if you remember that. Like, I, I, I don't care for that. And he really, like, went hard in the paint about, like, you being a fraud or use the, you know, terms or whatever. And so that's fine. I mean, you know, he's doing a show, and, and it probably got a lot of clicks, and I've been guilty of that too. But... Like, nobody knows that. Like, you can't, like, you can assume, but you have to be really clear that you are just talking on the topic because, like Veronica said, it doesn't make sense. And that's cool. But when you go farther than that, like, show show the show the receipts. Yeah, Where Where's your proof, any. right? I have all the receipts. Yeah. Like, there's a reason, like, like the reason Ryan, like, stands by me and all these things is because he knows the truth. Like, totally. Nothing's a lie. Like, I work yeah. in investment well, banking we, we both like, do, but, yeah, but, exactly. but it's just like... Exactly. But, and like, but it's like everything, you know, people, yeah. And even he said it in the pregame. Everyone just wants to know where everyone got it. Yeah. And it's none of their business, but they do. Yeah, and I, I guess, like, the part of the reason it tilts me is because, like, there's, like, a lot of negative comments around it with me. Like, oh, you're lying about working in an investment bank of course. and stuff. And I'm just like... Listen, like, I don't really care that much, but also, like, I'm not. Like, like well, we know that. Like, this, like, no, I know you do. I'm just talking about, like, generally. Like, and it just, like, at some point, I feel like this conversation, and this is not me getting upset at you, it's just, like, just a general comment. No, go for it. It's so belabored. Like, 
I've been asked this a million times in a million spots, like on podcasts, on Twitter spaces, on the pregame show, on the shows, like all this stuff. And I give, I've given like real answers. I've given troll answers and no one ever is happy with the answer. Like they're not, if I say like I won infinite money playing poker and everyone's like, like you're bullshitting. If I say, oh, I did really more investments. They're like, you're not smart enough to invest. If I say, oh, I worked in an investment bank. They're like, well, you were entry level. So you couldn't have made that much money. Yeah. It's like, well, you're oh, never going to be able to win. Nick. Yeah. And I say, I have a trust fund. They're like, no, you don't. I'm, you know, my, my wife's trust fund. No, you don't. Like, pick an answer. Like, I, I don't know what you want from me. Like, I'll, get, I'll I'll just keep saying stuff until someone finally is happy. I won the lottery. Why like, don't you come up with eventually? Like, give it some time, let it settle down, and then come and do like an announcement and say, you know, I feel like compelled, and just come up with some whack idea. job something, that's and a that really that good we're idea. like it's so whack they'll probably all believe it. Yeah, that's yeah. a really good because who can make that shit up, right? For sure. Just a picture of yourself in a cubicle wearing a bow tie, like. Typing in front of a computer. I think that'd be good. I'm gonna count. I take deposits only. Deposits only. Yeah, what a business. All right. So next one, you again. You've heard this a million times. I've heard you answer, but I haven't heard you answer in depth. Okay. And unless you have, I missed it. Okay. I'll give you in depth. All right. So. And I want to preface this with a preface of the preface, and that is. I was. Go ahead, do I, it. I, I was waiting for give that. Me, give me 10 seconds of me on the mic before I do it. Well, listen here, Arbal, and this is how I'm going to ask you. And I know that you're not going to want to hear it this way, but before I ask you, let me say it like this, okay? <laughs> and I know what you're accurate. thinking, and I know how I'm going to say it. And it's going to come across a little like, like you think that I'm not saying it the way I'm saying it. But <laughs> let me tell you, I am saying accurate. it that way. <laughs> but before I say it that way, I want to say it like this. And I'm going to ask you a three-part question. And, you know, uh, I'm going to say it like this because I'm going to forget the three questions. So I need to tell you the three questions. But have you read my book? Because a lot of these concepts are <laughs> Can discussed you hold up my book? in having the balls to succeed. <laughs> I will tell you this right now. That is really better interpretation than me. I agree. And I just feel like saying this right now. I miss you. Will you hurry up and get back down here? I fucking legitimately miss you. All right. So we had our moment. You ready? Okay. Yeah. All right. So, and, I, and I'm going to preface. Fuck. You know what's funny? You know what's funny? Is the other night I was thinking about questions and how I would ask them. And I, and I stuttered in my head because now I'm so self-conscious of what this fucker does that I literally don't know if I can be a high-level communicator anymore because, like, I don't know if I can spit you, it. You can be an average communicator. Okay, so I'm going to be average. <clears throat> All right. Oh, God, I had such a joke for that, but I'm, told, I'm staying out of, the, out of the heat. All right. So I made, uh, I made a truce with Garrett which we talked on the phone. <clears throat> we did a handshake phone truce. I even was asked about him on a spaces the other day, all positive stuff that's buried for me. We, 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 I, I don't know if we worked it out, but we agreed. Okay. But I think it's fair that I asked this because it's something that's out there. Can you please one time? And then if you're ever asked again, just refer him to this podcast. So you don't ever have to answer this again. Tell me what happened with your job. What happened with that? Like specifically if you want to, I would hope you do because it's very interesting. Everyone keeps talking about it and then be done with it. Sure. Um, all right. How'd I do, Val? Did I keep the dog oh, in the I, yard? I don't pay attention. <laughs> I don't pay attention. Yeah, you kept the dog in the yard. I don't pay attention if it's not a tw 10 minute preface. <laughs> I, I, I'm not used to this. I feel uncomfortable in a way. So here, so here's what happened. So I moved out, I moved back to LA in March of. 2022 from new york from new york where i was working at a different investment bank um allegedly 
allegedly working at a different investment bank, a generalist <laughs> bank. So we did everything. So I moved to a bank. I moved to a bank in LA that uh, focused on aerospace and defense. So like mach- like guns and like sh- cool shit. And like we're selling defense contractors. It was like my dream banking job. And uh, it was like such a perfect thing. Like I come back to LA. All my poker friends are here. I got to start playing on the stream like once a week. And like you know, if you go and look at like my stream history or whatever i was playing like once a week or once every other week for about six months and very more subdued yeah much more subdued i would come every day and like work clothes after the stream or after i would leave work and come straight for work and like you know i i was just coming to play a little poker but i i, I had a job and so like i wasn't being too rambitious. yeah you were you were on your way to become the dgen you are now you weren't that yeah yeah well the jack four thing happened and Garrett published his manifesto on two plus two, which, you know, heavily implied that I was the financial financial backer of this like alleged cheating ring. And he kind of followed it up on Twitter in several spots and essentially like called me a cheater. And um, the poker community is pretty fucking nasty. That's what I can say. And so you know, when you work at an investment bank and you sell government contract contracted companies, like having one of your like a, it's a small boutique bank, like mm-hmm. having one of your employees being like accused as a cheater, like how did they get that info? So I'll get there. <laughs> okay, is not like a look you can have. Like it's just not a look. And as it is, like me playing poker on stream, like not their favorite thing ever. But you know, they let me do it. Like definitely not their favorite thing ever but yeah do it. yeah it's not becoming of your position right unbecoming yeah. exactly yeah. and so people found like my link i have linkedin like people have posted on twitter and stuff and like it's not hard to figure out where i've worked people just started text emailing the the info at whatever wow and, like that goes straight to like that's so the owners shit. or whatever and so like it was kind of like a um, I had to make a decision on what I valued more and what I wanted to continue to do with my time. And at the time I was much more enamored with like poker than I was with my job. And so I chose to focus or just step away from the job. Did they give you an ultimatum? Essentially. And, um, I didn't really talk about this just cause I didn't like, I don't like to paint myself as a victim or whatever. Like but I just see it we, as we, like, we want to know. Sure, but I, just like this is like kind of why I didn't talk about it. Cause like I just don't like to paint it as. Is like, this the first time you've said it in detail? Yeah, essentially. Like I mentioned it with the pregame show, but like this is kind of the first time where, like, I really talked about it. Like I don't know, it was you, you, you glossed over it in the pregame. Yeah, it's not my favorite thing to talk about, just because like once again, like I just don't like to paint myself as a victim. Like yeah, ever because like I feel like I'm a big boy and like whatever shit comes my way, it's like my own doing. Yeah, like with the Berkey stuff or whatever. Like it's like my own choice. How like what I've gotten myself into and like whatever comes with that is my choice. So in this one, like I felt, you know, this is obviously like it's not a fun situation. Like it's not how I wanted to move on from my job. And yeah, it just sucked. That's all I can. Well, you can say. tell it was painful because your energy completely shifted when you're talking about this. Like you, you yeah. literally look like there's a ton of pain inside because of what you had to go through and the decision you had to make. I could tell just by how your demeanor is. Yeah, it just it sucks, and like, you know, the people at my work aren't in poker, and so this is like their first exposure to poker. Is like I'm a cheater, um, Shit. and like I don't know, just not my favorite, and. um when yeah. your integrity 
gets hit and especially falsely of course Mm -hmm. it's not easy yep yeah and i think like it's kind of interesting to me like i don't know a lot of people that talk shit about me on twitter like the rob coon guy and youtube and stuff and like talk they talk shit about me on a personal level like even garrett like he he's made these personal attacks against me like saying i'm a bad person and and continuing to say like i'm a liar i'm this i'm that but like none of these people who have made personal attacks against me and continue to do so actually know me none yeah meanwhile people who do know me have all publicly stood up and said like bad read buddy like nick's a good guy and so like i take a lot of solace in that like knowing that the people who know me like have my back and like think that i am a good person because like to be honest like like when me and you were fighting or whatever like that made me rethink because like when someone who i respect and like has an issue with something i did i rethink things yeah when the internet does or whatever i just don't give a fuck i get it and so like you know that (laughs) like the whole personal tax thing kind of bothers me a lot and that's kind of why I've said multiple times that like, I'm not going to do that, but like whatever. Yeah. And I, I agree that I was out of line with Berkey on the whole scammer thing, which is why I've apologized. I'm going to read your apology later. Yeah. Which is why I apologize. And I, once again, we'll go back to the whole idea that yeah. like, that was an emotional response. I was upset with like him attacking you and Ryan and Billy and myself and hustler and like feeling like we were unfairly attacked and like lied about. So that was like an emotional reaction, which wasn't healthy and good. And like, so I guess to some extent, like I sound hypocritical saying like, I don't want to get into the personal attacks, but I'm just being human and being honest with like my intent and what happened and whatever. And so, you know, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah. Wow. I mean, that's like the first time I heard it. There's a, Go ahead. Yeah. There's a couple of, th- there's a couple of takeaways from what you just said for me. Like number one is, you know, being accused of cheating. And like I spent, just to be honest with you, I spent a good amount of time. Um, and I I like Garrett. I, I, I think that he sincerely thinks he was cheated and he's responding in a way of someone who was cheated. Now, Garrett, Garrett post Jack for, you know, that's just a, that's something different. But um, I, for a while, because of like how you got wrapped up in all that and lending rip money and stuff like that, I thought, oh yeah, maybe he's involved too. Like there was a, I was very skeptical of like everything. But the one thing that you touched on uh, was, and I was privately that way with people I knew, but the one thing that you touched on was people, trolls online, attacking you personally and like calling your work and like, uh, doing things, vindictive things to like try to ruin you. And like, that is so fucking out of line. And that kind of shit is like, you're entitled to your own opinion. You're entitled. Like I changed my mind about all of that. I changed my mind about you, Nick, uh, several times. Um, I, I think it's really cool how you're growing. I can see your growth. I can see that you are a good person. I think it's cool that you're this character, but like, I think that there's a difference between having a personal opinion and seeing something and like analyzing it and being skeptical and like trying to ruin someone's life and call their job and fuck them up. That is like, especially like it's typically anonymous accounts. I don't know if we want to get into that, Nick. I know that that stuff like has really affected you lately, but like it's weird to me how people are able to thrive in social media, especially anonymously and like try to ruin people. Like really saddens me that people called your work. When I saw you say that, I was just like, it's just too fucking far. So like sick. who, yeah. who, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's yeah. really bothers me. I don't, well, but, um, I mean, <clears throat> go ahead. 
Actually, no, that was it. I I, I was just a, like a comment about about that whole situation, and I'm hearing you be vulnerable out of that uh, airball is like really nice. Yeah, I, I I think that was a really 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 good for you to get that out. Now, uh, it was kind of cathartic. Yeah, and I will I will totally uh, I got a couple points that I want to make. <clears throat> First one is what Veronica just alluded to. I'm not going to get into it, but I will just say it's unfortunate that there are people on this planet and in this poker community that are so toxic, so vile. And I am not going to go any further to say, though, there is one particular person and out there doing this and who has picked up the phone and called some people's work and got them in hot water when that person was the one who was the real start of the toxicity. But that's another story. That's something that can never be fixed or dealt with. That is just something that in this world you have to deal with, unfortunately, happened to you. <clears throat> and I will say, yeah, you know, you and I had our thing. Not big of a deal. But, you know, as of recently, you know, after you went through this and especially after Poker Go, you know, I had said to you in a conversation, I said, okay, Nick, listen, nobody, you know, your core knows you. I know you. I don't know you like a Sean knows you. I don't know you like these guys know you, but I know you. And I know, and I and I wouldn't say it if it wasn't true, not because you're a hustler player, not because, look, I've had other hustler players that I haven't said nice things about. You know that. We've, we're, 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 we've been in that stuff. I'm not just going to, you know, okie doke you, but you are a good person. And so what I said to you recently, which you're doing, and I'm really happy that it's happening, is that, look, <clears throat> you could be the villain. That's actually really entertaining, and you're good at it. And I'm not just saying that. You're really good at it. Uh, you have tons of people in this poker community. You're probably the most watched person in poker right now, whether it's they like you or hate you. And that's still a good thing. But you have to let people know you're a good person. You have to show that even a villain has to. I mean, if you've ever even watched movies, there's a villain, but they got this good side to it. Right? How about like Dexter? Not that it's the same thing, but it's that concept where you're going to root for that guy, maybe hate him a little. And it's like. You, you, you had to make that adjustment because people legitimately don't know that you're that person. So I'm glad you're leaning into that. And, and of course, I know you're going to continue to do your thing and because you enjoy it. And it is kind of you like you, you like to like kick up the dust. Um, but it's a good thing because uh, because it won't last with just complete villain. Yeah. And eventually you're just going to you're just going to be phased out. Also, I think like I think like a bigger factor beyond that is just like. It's kind of nice to be liked, right? It's just nice not to have like everyone be like so negative all the time. And like maybe like that's just me being a little bit like sensitive because like the last month and a half has been like a lot of negativity. Sure. But it's it's nice to be liked and like I enjoy being liked by the people that I'm around a lot. Yeah. And so I guess the same thing applies to like people on the internet, which yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. And and liked and and maybe like after this interview and some of the other things in your apology, which by the way we'll get to what what you know, I know was sincere. You and I talked off script. And you're like, "No, I meant that shit." And that's good and it and it resonated. Um and it's uh it's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, the apology stuff like I don't apologize unless I mean it. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't apologize a lot, but when I do apologize, I mean it. Like, I apologize to you in, in one spot, like, when I felt like I had wronged you, and, like, yeah. I've apologized to people, like, whenever I think I've done something wrong, I'm happy to apologize, and, like, that's fine. Yeah, and that's I don't, a good quality. I don't have any shame in it. Like, I'm a human. I, I very, like, the reason I don't have shame and I'm willing to apologize is because, like, my intent in every spot is super pure. And, like, people don't, maybe don't believe that, but yeah. I know it. Like, I know what I'm doing and why I'm doing it, and, like, it's never malicious or like mean-spirited and like like even like this whole thing like calling matt a scammer like that can seem very malicious right but it 
it, to me, it was more reactionary and like, like defending like people who I felt like had been attacked. And like, this was my way of being like, fuck you. Like, let me teach you a piece of your own medicine kind of thing. Like, go ahead. Kind of like you took your platform and like chose to like spew like falsehoods. Like now I'm going to show you that I have a big platform too, like a bigger platform and I can say whatever the fuck I want on it. And like, I'm not saying like that's like super good and like it's not maybe like perceived as malicious, but in my head it was like defending sure. my people and it was like, like being a good, like, be, like, I don't know. It, it just, in my head it was different. And now like in hindsight going through everything, I'm like, yeah, that was not the right thing to say. And there were better ways to handle it. Thus I apologize. And like, I also realized kind of like, or not realized, but like, cause you, we know this, but like, you know, just because someone does something wrong doesn't mean you need to like go to their level and do the same thing back to them or whatever. And so like calling him a scammer was just not cool. And like, I apologize for that. Well, the me, nice, go ahead. I have a, go ahead. No, you, I just have one question <laughs> regarding that. I want to expand on that. So like I I've been friends with Matt for a while. Well, we're not so much friends anymore. He blocked me for a little while when this whole fiasco started, but, um, as as I know Matt, and you, as you've probably gotten to know him, a little bit robotic, little like he's very objective, and I think he really means well. Like I think when he was like looking at all the hustler stuff, he really thought he was like cracking the case or helping the community or maintaining the dignity of the game. Like I don't think he has this like vindictive or mean side to him. I just think he's like oblivious to how he might be perceived by other people sometimes. And I'm wondering if now that you've had this apology and you've spent time with him, do you look at the way he handled himself with the whole himself with the whole Jack Four thing a little differently? Or are you apologizing just merely because you are out of line and it has nothing to do with your reflection on him? No, nothing to do with my reflection on him at all. I think he was completely out of line in all of that. I think he continues to be completely out of line right. on his podcast. He continues to spew lies and nonsense and falsehoods and continues to use his platform to like like basically like try to ruin hustler by lying and so like no i i think his behavior is completely out of line now i'm not saying what his intentions are or anything and i don't think his intentions are as pure as everyone thinks like i mean like we all like he was trying to open a, a club in texas like nick reached out to him and, and it was like hey you want to come actually help us like with stream security and he just airballed that like i don't think it's as like i think he just wants to like use every opportunity he can to jump onto hustler because that's the biggest thing in poker like that's the star in poker is hustler and so like that's his best way to grow his brand i will say that during that time because i maintained my friendship with him during the jack four whole saga but i didn't know that nick had reached out to him several times to try to squash the beef to get him to come out to hustler to look at security so i wasn't aware of like him extending the olive branch during that time i thought I kept looking at Berkey as like, hey, he's objective. He's trying to maintain the dignity of the game. That and I, I mean, and I trusted him with that thought of him, if that makes sense. And we all have to remember too that during this time, Berkey was regularly playing on live at the bike. I'm sure it helped him get a seat on live at the bike, talking shit about hustler nonstop. Well, anyone could get a seat over there, but true. <coughs> but you know what I mean. <laughs> and then like, I, I, it's it, live from the parking lot at the Tropicana yeah. with the. One other Tropicana. thing I want to say about yeah. that uh, whole Berkey thing is like. I think like there's a pretty like easy and stark dip, like way of looking at it. Like so, Berkey came out when this whole Jack Four thing happened and like talked a lot about it on his platform, right? Well, you know who else did? Doug Polk, a lot, and it wasn't all positive. A lot of it was negative, right? But you know what else Doug did? He came to Hustler and like talked to Nick and Ryan and like looked at the stuff and was like, "This is what you guys could do better. Like this is what we can do better at the lodge. Like this is how we can all as streams improve security." 
And he like it wasn't like let me just talk shit about you and like pull you down. It was like let's talk about the issue and let's bring everyone up. And like that's something I really respect is like, you know, he like yeah. came and put his money where his mouth is. Yeah, and you so know, do you think Berkey took it personal? Is that what you're basically no, saying? No, he's just saying that. You know, Doug did the same thing and maybe knee jerked and said some things, yeah. but he at least had like if his intentions were right, then he did come out That's what I'm and he did look around and we did show him around. And not to mention when he came in, uh, we showed him everything. And he's like, you guys know that I'm going to go back and like talk about this and the filing cabinet and this. And we're like, that's fine. Like we're showing you it because we don't have anything to hide and we never did. And and one thing I want to say too, real quick is um, the reason I reached out to Matt two or three times. Uh, well, when I, when I was extending him the offer to come in, that was before it really like the wheels came off with us and he just didn't come. He just was talking about it versus wanting to do something about it. But the reason I reached out to him a couple times on text is because I believe he, he pulled the first sword <clears throat> but I was accountable for a lot of the bullshit that went on back and forth. And I made a lot of missteps. So I felt like you said, like, I'm human. I make mistakes. I felt like, okay, I need to extend the olive branch because, you know, I did a lot of things that weren't like really optimal with, with him, but he didn't receive it. And the other thing that I think is um, good for you, which I think is a big difference. And I'm sorry, I do think this is when you called Matt a scammer, like you didn't have your circle going, okay, scammer, 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 right? Repeating the same narrative. What you had was me on the mic and other people telling you personally, dude, that's not cool. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's funny. Actually, like, I don't think a single person in my circle told me that was right. Like yeah. everyone told me that was wrong. Yeah. I, but at that point I was just emotionally charged and I was mm -hmm. just like, fuck all of you. I'm yeah, going to right. battle. Like, You're going to battle. I'm going to battle and I'm not like slowing down. I came personally on the mic more than once and said, I'm sorry, even without you here, I'm sorry, I'm not getting behind the scammer thing. I'm not going to do it because I thought it took away from the other stuff that was real yeah. because that's not real. And it's just like if you attack someone personally when there's actually a point, then your point gets lost. I mean, here's what Rob Young told me. So I've like become friendly with Rob Young, who I think is. Yeah, so, I think he's so really awesome. solid. Yeah, he's yeah. great. He's and great. Yeah. What he told me basically was like, Nick, everything you did and everything you've done is perfect. The one mistake you made was calling Matt a scammer. Yeah. He said, how do you just said, Matt, you suck at poker and you shouldn't be teaching anyone poker. You're everyone's on your side. Yeah, that's your opinion. He said, right? but when you call him a scammer, especially in the poker context, it, it just it makes him the victim. And like that was like the mistake, and it's just like across crosses a line. Yeah, and it's like, not fair. It's not. Yeah, exactly. It's not fair. It's not true. It's not fair. And so like you know that's that's why I apologized, and I yeah. I'm happy to continue to like reiterate my apology and like. I, I think I, you were spot on too to say I apologize for this. This was wrong. I take accountability, but no way am I walking back this because this is how I feel. Well, we got here. Yeah, I still very much feel like like Landon made some comment who like I cannot stand Landon, and he made some comment like. Oh, we're the counterpunchers. And I was just like, no, you're not. Like, in yeah. no world are they the counterpunchers. Like, these guys threw the first punch way before anything. Like, <laughs> it's just, like, so ludicrous to pretend like they're, like, like the victims here. Like, I'm not saying we're victims either, but I'm just saying they sure. definitely threw the first punch. Yeah, that's that's nonsense. That's just uh, supporting someone. Let me someone. ask you a question about the apology. That, that's some, hold on one second. Um, that's, because... Hold on one second. That's supporting someone blindly. And the two people that actually have ever pushed back on him was Christian Soto hard on the on the jack force stuff and love. The hustler stuff and me too and not because he, but only because he's level-headed and he'll tell you the truth and then the reason why even though melissa trolls me i say i've said this ten thousand times and she's made funny jokes about me and they're like 
most people would have been offended to him. But I watched her over the months. And yes, she and she's still today, and she should. She supports Matt. She's going to support Matt before she would. Me, you, anyone, Valerie, the whole thing. So I get that because loyalty is, is hard to find. But I've seen her push back. I've seen her say no. And, and, you know, and rumor is that there has been a lot of fallout because of that because the only, the only thing that's being received is when it's in agreements. Yeah. So anyways, I mean, go ahead. That, that podcast is like an echo chamber. Like we, yeah. it's just a bunch of yes men. So let me ask you, because I've uh, read this on Twitter, and um, I'm curious what your answer is. And I would love for you to answer as honestly as possible. If you won the Heads Up Challenge, would you have issued the same apology? It's a good question, Val. I think, I like to think so, but obviously I don't know. I mean, so I think... With the challenge ending, like, obviously, as the loser, there's a lot of introspection and, like, internal conversation and, like, a big, like, that was a talking point that was discussed, you know, and, like, perhaps it wouldn't have been as discussed, but I I like to think that it still would have been a thing. Like, I think a lot of people, like Nick said, like, who are, like, I don't know, the thing I feel very good about with myself is a circle of people I've surrounded myself are very, like, strong and like have their own opinions and are willing to speak them and like I'll argue with them and like it, it's productive. And so I like to think that regardless of the result, like someone would, people would still come to me and said like, you need to apologize for this. This was wrong. And like, I would have been able to click there now, like, you know, in terms of like, um, so like after the match ended, like after he said overset me, I shook his hand. Like I offered a handshake. He shook my hand. I was like, congratulations. Like you deserve it. I asked him what he had in a couple of hands and then that was it. And then obviously he went on Twitter and was like celebrating and having a good time. And, and like a little bit of me was like, eh, not like my, like, you know, whatever, like whatever. Yeah, but then I know, was he also had the right to do that. That took a lot of heat. Yeah. That's what I'm getting to. I'm like, yeah. but then I'm like, I would have been way more insufferable. Like, you would have. Yeah. For I sure. Agree. For sure. I would have been more insufferable. Yeah. You had way less class. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I would have been way more insufferable. <laughs> like for sure. But I also like to think that I still would have apologized for the scammer thing. I don't know, obviously. And like, we'll never know, but I like to think I would have, um, and so I'll go with that. I think people in my circle were very strongly feeling like that was a mistake. And like in the heat of the moment, I wasn't willing to listen because like, it's kind of like, you don't want to lose your edge. But mm-hmm. after the fact, like, yeah, I'm very happy to listen to people who I think are smarter than me. And like, who I think like, like a lot of people, like, the thing I feel very lucky about is I have a lot of people who just have my best interest at heart. Like naturally, like, I don't know. Like, it's just weird. Like, Nick or Ryan or like just a lot of people like uh, you know names I definitely don't want to say but like they just have I think they just, like, they have my best interest at heart for some reason and so like when I think someone has your be- my best interest at heart and they're giving me advice even if it's advice I don't want to hear like there's a reason they're giving it to me and so I tend to think that like I should listen and so a lot of people kind of gave me the advice that like you need to think take a day think about like how you approached it the scammer stuff and like consider apologizing and so I did and like I came to the conclusion that like I needed to apologize and like I felt like it was important to do it publicly um not just like not just text him or something like that but like because like I called him out publicly so I should use my platform to publicly apologize and walk it back so I did so let me ask you when did you start regretting calling him a scammer was it before you lost or was it only after you conceded um can I refresh you on one thing? We did a podcast in the middle of it, 
and you no, were, I, you were in agreements that it was wrong. I think I regretted calling him a scammer pretty quickly, but I also like it's like weird. Like I feel like it's like in these like maybe this is more like the sport side of things or whatever. But like I feel like when you're like you're really like competitive and like with someone like you know whatever it's like whatever you say like you don't want to walk back or you don't want to like give in a little bit you want to like keep that edge you know and so i think a lot of it was like that but like yeah i, I mean i wasn't my i realized quickly that it was like probably not the best strategy i've taken but also it's like you can't walk it back once you like once you've gone down that road like you've already gone down that road we'll play and we'll figure it out after and that's what we did you know we played i lost and we figured it out after i think that's fair the reason why i ask is that it helps me gauge whether or not I think that you would apologize if you had won. And if you were, in my mind, it, based off of what you said, it sounds like you probably still would have apologized for calling him a scammer yeah. because you thought about it before, because he, you were ahead early on. So you thought about it before your loss. So I appreciate that. I mean, me and Nick did a podcast, I think midway through the, maybe, I don't remember when, but like after I'd called him a scammer and we kind of talked about it and I'd said like, yeah, maybe that wasn't the right word. Maybe fraud was a better word or whatever. But, you know, whatever. It, it it wasn't it wasn't the right thing of me to say or do, hence why I've apologized. I regret doing it for sure. I um I'm sorry that it affected Matt on a personal level and his business. Um and yeah, I, I shouldn't have stooped to the same level as as them. And so I, I I'm for that I apologize. Yeah. Is and, there a world where you could be friends with him potentially? No. no. Same. I'm, like, like the one thing like with me is like I am who I am, and like if I make a mistake, I'll say it. But I still just I detest him. I think what he did and what he continues to do is essentially unforgivable, and th that's it. Like I, I have no interest in like publicly beefing with him or with anyone actually at this point right now, or like continuing to I guess like go back and forth on every little thing with him. Uh, he can do his thing. I'll do my thing. I'm sure we'll see each other at a table, and I hope I can fuck him up. Yeah, and I will say this to your point. <clears throat> I agree with that. I feel the same way. I would never, I would never, or could never be friends with him. And I'll just say this: it's it, this is this is like inked. Well, this was inked way before, but this really inked it for me in the last couple of weeks. And it's okay. I get it. And this, and I wasn't even going to mention it. And and I'm not slapping back. I, I I want them to keep doing that. Let them keep doing it. And I'm not going to slap back. But I just will say, and I'm not going to give the person, everyone who's in the know of the computer. Uh, I was going to say the computer industry. That's like fucking 1989 <laughs> for me in the uh, poker industry <clears throat> knows there's a particular person that's the most vile toxic person in the whole community okay we all know who he is if you don't I'll tell you who it is later and um you know I was on a Twitter space this individual came in I lost my shit uh with the moderators and because like he should never be given a platform and um you know they did a show talking about it and mocking me and you know this person has went over after Matt uh they went after other people and even if you hate me I'm still at least a better person than this person. So to take the opportunity and make to make fun of me and mock me by what I said and how I reacted to this particular person, really, it was like the greatest thing that ever happened to me because when it was sent to me again, and I watched it and I thought, you know what? Perfect. You're saying that the Matt did a show on this. Yeah, and I and, and all his and all the hyenas, you know, did what they did. And it's like what I what I said to myself was, this is good because if somebody with a right mind watches this and they and they know the scenario, 
you cannot get behind this. And it made me so much more like just not want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with it. Uh, they can, I honestly say anything they want, keep. I will never. We're talking about now because it's coming up um, and this wasn't planned. And they, they always troll me for that because they think it is. But it just wasn't. This is organic. And um, I don't care what they say anymore. Like I legitimately don't because there's nothing to back it. All it is to back it is the disdain for me. And so I'm done with it. Let him keep doing that. And um, I'm like with you. It's like, look, I'm going to defend Matt by the scammer stuff because it's wrong. And I want to be the type of person, if it's wrong, it's wrong. I don't want to just jump on the bandwagon with I you agree. because you're my boy. It's not how it works. And and that, and I wouldn't be your friend I if agree. I did that, right? And so... I kind of like what kind of our circle has going on. Let everyone do their thing, and that's it. Yeah, I feel like at Hustler, like, there's no yes men. Yeah. it's There's a lot of fighting. Like, people don't know. There's a lot of arguing. Oh, yeah. Like, there's a lot of arguing. <laughs> there's a lot of arguing. <laughs> there's a lot of arguing. But it's like, it's not hateful arguing. No. It's like passionate arguing. That's yeah. what it is. That's yeah. the way I would describe it. It's passion. Like, People are like the players are passionate. Nick and Ryan are passionate. The commentators, the staff, like everyone's passionate. And so like the arguing comes from caring. Like no one is arguing because they're like, I want this because it's my best interest. It's I want. I think this is what we should do because it's best for all of us. And like that's what the arguing comes from. And like that's the kind of people I want to surround myself with. And yeah. Well, I think that there's an old Italian term, and it's called the fish stinks at the head. And that means who's ever at the head is what you're going to get all the way down. And so Ryan and I are the head of Hustler Casino. And whatever our vibe is, whatever our mission is, is what's going to trickle down into the people that we surround ourselves. And I feel the same way about Matt's group. The fish stinks at the head with him. And for us, like Ryan and I, dude, I've said this before. We fight on a, on a weekly to biweekly basis. I hung up on him two days ago because I couldn't listen to his voice for another <laughs> second. And we've had like fucking, like he doesn't get like I do because everyone knows I get like crazy, but he's he's relentlessly like he takes a personality like mine and throws it into the abyss of emotions because mm -hmm. he's just relentless. And then it's like, take a couple minutes he'll text me he'll call me or i'll do it with him we're good we laugh about it and it's the same thing with you i legitimately wanted to throat punch you for about two or three weeks and and you know but we worked it out because i know you're a good person and you did make the adjustments and you know if everybody every time i made a mistake if i don't know why that fucker's laughing over there but if everybody made a mistake is it because how i'm talking no, it's because like I've never wanted to throw punch you, Fairball. So I'm probably the I'm only. I'm pretty one in the throat room. punchable, <laughs> but and who knows? They're gonna everyone's gonna say how violent I am, but it's a, just a phrase, right? And you know, but for me, like if 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 nobody, if the people that really cared about me or I cared about didn't forgive me for making a mistake or or taking a misstep or going the wrong direction then I wouldn't have any friends. Yeah. I wouldn't have anyone. So you have to forgive. You have to take what the intent is and you have to look at the heart because, you know, uh, 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 what the fuck is your name? Veronica and I, Vic, I call her Valerie so much that legitimately I go to my phone and I type in Valerie and I can't find her <laughs> and it's Veronica. So, um, like legitimately, and I've said this before, we've really had some real like disputes, like some serious shit. And, healthy. And, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And even on the regular, we have some small ones. Um, but I look at her heart. I look at like a little deeper into that. And I think she does the same thing. And that's why I think we could come back to whatever it is that we were before. Um, so that's what I have to that, say. That's literally like, that's like me and Ishan. Like Ishan tilts me so fucking hard. <laughs> like so hard. In which way? Just like 
<laughs> it's variant. <laughs> like you do it the best I've heard. Yeah, because I'm fucking around it all the time, and like, like I just like, like I just like get set over set by Matt, and I lose the challenge, and I come out to him I'm like, fuck, it's over, I lost, and he's like, <laughs> variant sucks, <laughs> and I literally was just like, I call, I call, I called Lynn, and I said, Lynn, I cannot be around Ishan right now, and she's like, let me call him. I was like. Lynn, I cannot. <laughs> and like, I was so mad. But then I got, like, within five minutes, I'm fine because I'm like, I know Ishan's heart. Like, his heart is like, he's trying to like make it calm and like he's saying it's just variance, don't Downplay worry. It, and like, yeah. yeah, maybe he's like, way he communicates isn't the best way that I receive it. <laughs> but I know what he's trying to do. And like, I know I can't be, I can't actually justify being mad. But right. let me tell you, like, Ooh, I steam at Ishan. Like, there's a couple times where I want to just tackle him. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so mad. See, this is where the throat punch comes in. Yes. Yes. This, no, this, okay, yeah, yes. I want to throat punch him. That's what it is. Like, I'm so mad. Like, I'm right. so mad. But I'm like, he's so pure hearted. Like, yeah, so pure hearted that I just can't be upset. Like I, like, I feel like I'm an asshole for being upset with someone who's so pure. Right. That's totally what it is. It. Yeah, that's the point. So, you have anything else, Val, before I read this? No, no, no. I'm done with the throat punches. Okay, thank God. All right. So the reason I'm reading this too is not to, oh, let me read your apology. It's because there are a lot, some people listening to this or watching this that I promise you have not heard this or seen it, right? Mm -hmm. So I think it's, I think it should be represented and then everyone draw their conclusion. My statement on the heads up match with at Berkey 11. Uh, first of all, I want to congratulate Matt Berkey on his victory. There was a lot of shit talking, most of it fun and to add excitement to the match. But in the end, I have to give credit where credit is due. He played well. He played better than I expected he would. He won fair and square and he deserves to celebrate his win. I want to apologize <clears throat> for the comments I made about Matt being a scammer and the negative comments I made about his business. That was out of line and I regret making those comments. I got caught up emotionally in the heat of the moment and said some things I shouldn't have said. And for that, I apologize. Matt showed during this match that he is a true professional. I have a lot to learn as a poker player. I have a newfound respect for heads up poker. I didn't have any experience in heads up, but I learned a lot while studying for playing, you know, studying and playing this match. And I have a lot of, and I have a lot to learn. My experience is in live ring games, and that is where I feel most comfortable and have the most fun. And I have a question about that later. I also have a lot to learn <clears throat> as a person, as a public figure in the poker world. My close friends know the type of person I am. And the character I have. But in poker, I enjoy being an exuberant, polarizing character. I believe the poker uh, characters, uh, um, I believe poker needs characters, but sometimes I go too far with it. And that's something I need to work on. I'm never going to change how I really am fun, loud, social, and sometimes obnoxious. But I can work on being better and not making comments that can be hurtful. In the end, I just want to have fun and play some poker. Thanks to everyone who supported me throughout this match. It was a fun journey, even though I fell short. Even to the haters, I appreciate all of you as well. Pretty cool. It was very, very, very good. It was very written very well. Yeah. And I commend you for doing that. I really do. So, all right. So let's talk about this a little bit since we're on the subject of the match. Um, I think you asked, you, you may have talked a little bit about this. You lost a million dollars in this match. Okay. Um, uh, I read your apology. I'm just looking over my notes. Um, so I guess the question was, but you answered it. I was going to ask you, why did you initially rattle that cage? But you answered it. It was the HCL stuff, all that. We don't need to, to reiterate that. Um, and But the question is, and I think it is, the disdain you had, was it real? No. Yeah, it, it was still real. is real. It still is real. Okay. It still is real. Yeah. Was, I mean, I think it would be disingenuous to say it's not. Like, I stand by my apology, but the disdain is real. What was the real parts and what was the bravado? If you if you couldn't decipher, if not, it's cool. Was there anything that stuck out to you as just pure bravado 
And what was like the most real? I mean, like the- I guess the Barado Barado was calling him a scammer. Like, that yeah, was, I guess like, you're right. I guess that was the Barado, yeah. and everything else was real. I yeah. mean, like the emotional charge behind my actions was real. Yeah. Like, I mean, like when he got in my face at Bobby's room, I think that was real for him. Like, I don't think that was like no, him that trying was to real. hype it up. That was real for him. Like. When I was, like, screaming at Poker Go, like, that was real for me. Like, I was actually, like, annoyed. I was like, you don't get to fucking talk about covering me when, like, you never actually buy into cover me. Like, right. the, that, that was real. Like, that, that, like, I'm not saying it was the right thing to do or pretty or whatever, but it was real. Like, the only thing I think that was, like, quote-unquote burrado was, like, the scammer stuff and, like, yeah. hence why I apologized. And, yeah. Was it hard to sit there face-to-face with him for that many hours? Yeah. That's, like, the number one thing I learned was, like, heads up. Like with someone you don't like sucks. Like you have to spend so much time with someone you really don't like. Yeah. You get talk like it's horrible, right? Like I haven't played that much heads up when I've played. It's always been at the end of sessions with people I like. like yeah. Like recently, like I played with Ben and I lost like a ton, but like I enjoyed it because like I like Ben, and like I don't know. It's like the number one thing I learned. I mean, and since the heads up with Berkey, like other people obviously have been interested in playing me heads up, but all of the people who have been interested are people I extremely don't like. Like right. extreme, maybe even more than Berkey don't like. And so, like, I'm just not going to do it. Like, just not interested in, like, being unhappy. And, like, I, I, I feel like right now, like, I call the shots in these things. And, like, I, I choose to do whatever I want. And everyone else can just kind of, like, they just get to, like, wait for me to make the call. And I'm not interested in playing anyone I don't like right now. Okay. And did you guys... So, you, so during, during uh, one of your podcasts, you... I think it was with Doug that you said that you wanted to play Garrett heads up. And Garrett responded on... Twitter and said he he will accept your proposal. So uh, why are you backing out now? So I'm not backing out. The, the you know, these offers don't have a forever expiration date. I offered to play. The offer has been made has been made multiple times. He could have accepted it when I made it and said, "Hey, I'm about to have a child. I need a couple months and we'll start." He didn't. Um, the offer expired. He obviously conveniently chose to bring it back up after I had lost. Um, which part? Just Garrett bringing up the cha- like the challenge after I lost, okay. and I think like, you know, I don't know. I just I don't really want to get too much into Garrett. I'm no interested in playing in playing him. Um, I fundamentally disagree with how he conducts himself. I stand by everything I said on Doug Polk's podcast. I once again stand by it here on Nick Fertucci's podcast, and he's not telling me not to to say I stood by it or whatever. Like, I stand by what I said there. If anyone wants to know my thoughts on like. A lot of the politics and stuff, like they can look at, they can revert to that. In terms of like moving forward and stuff, I have no interest in playing someone I don't like at this point in time. Perhaps that'll change. And um, I wish him all the best. I would appreciate if he would stop personally attacking me. But once again, I don't have any expectations of that. And, um, you know, I hope his child ha- is healthy and I-, I wish him all the best with fatherhood and whatever he has next in life. But for me right now, like I'm going down a different path. Yeah. So can I ask you about the heads up challenge? Um, like as far as technical poker, what would you have changed looking back? So I think what I would have changed is just not gotten into a heads up match because I had a very different impression of heads up than what it is. Like to me, heads up was like, who's sicker in the head? Like who wants it more? Who will put in the last bet? Who will call like the big bet with like nothing? Like who is the sickest man? And like, I'm like, I'm sicker than everyone. Like I'll fucking put myself up against everyone. I'm the sickest, you know, like in my head, like 
I'm out of my mind. Like, you don't want to play me heads up. Like, you don't want to play heads up with someone who's out of their mind. Well, what I found out quickly was you actually do want to play heads up with someone who's out of their mind because heads up is incredibly technical. Like, incredibly technical. And I had no fucking clue. I thought heads up was just pure art. And I was like, I'm an artist. Like, I'm going <laughs> to fucking show you what's up. Like, we're going to take it to the streets. But it's not like that at all. It's, it's, it's much more like small pots and, like, it's just technical. I mean, I guess that's why Doug's the best because, like, he's super smart, you know? Like... It's not because he's a sick man. It's because he's a super smart man, you know? Yeah. And so, like, that's – I guess I just kind of – I didn't understand the format. I underestimated the format, and, I, like, I got punished for it. In terms of, like, what I would have done differently, I think – this is going to sound kind of counterintuitive, but I think what I would have done differently is done no coaching and just played. Why is that? Well, I think I know, but I'll let you answer. I lost a million with the coaching – and so in hindsight, I rather would have just died on my own sword playing the way I think is best and being like who I am versus like trying to conform to like something else. And I also think like to some extent, like I was very focused on playing well from other people's perspectives, but not necessarily from mine. So let me say what my experience would be with having any type of coaching or training and playing. <clears throat> I, and, and if this doesn't resonate with you, it's just my take. Um, when you're playing and you feel you know what to do without the coach, like like I had some coaching pass and then I got like in a groove. I was running good and I was playing good and I just felt like you did. Like, I'm going to crush these guys. Like, are They're you kidding me? <clears throat> I'm going to three bet, do whatever. They're drawing dead against me. That's how I felt when I was really doing well. Yeah. <clears throat> now, when you're doing bad, of course, it's different. You lose your confidence. But then when you go back into the lab, and let's say you want to learn a different strategy or you want to expand your training and you start learning different theories. When you, at first, when you're doing that, you don't really have it in your core. You don't understand it. You can't do it in game flow. You, you, ha you need time to think and remember what the fuck you were told or what you're supposed to do. But sometimes, you know, in the heat of adrenaline and things and pressure and stress, you can't pull it. And so what you start doing is trying to do what you think you're supposed to do, but you're not really doing it. And then if you would have just went on your own instincts and it, you probably had a, but now if you took that training, went all the way through it, really took your time and did it for a year, then you go in, you just implement it. But if you play while you're in the lab and you're trying to learn something new, you're actually goofy footed. This is hundred <clears> percent <throat> correct. And also like another factor is like, and I've said this a million times, but I'm sure people don't believe it. I've never gotten coaching, never had a subscription to a training site, never done hand history review with anyone, none of that shit. Never. Well, ever, I mean, you're ever. four betting with 10-4 off. We Un believe you. Yeah, until until this like challenge. I never had done it, and I'm never going to do it again. Like I did it during this thing, and I fucking hated it. I'm never getting coaching again. It's a, it's horrible. I, I, it makes poker into like school. It fucking sucks. Like, let me be an artist. And... Um, like, <laughs> it's how I feel. And, like, so I think a lot of it was, like, I was trying to, like, internalize all these concepts. I was trying to, like, I don't know. I was trying, I was trying to do a lot of things at the same time. Like, for example, this is going to sound really bad, but it's the truth. I don't count the pot when I'm in a pot. I don't know how much is in there. I just estimate. Like, there's a lot of chocolates. Let's bet a lot of chocolates. There's a lot of greens. Okay. And, like, every once in a while. You're not betting two-thirds of the pot? Never. No, okay. And every once in a while, you'll notice, like, a hustler, like, I'll reach in and I'll spread the pot myself. And that's because I'm like, let's see how much is in there. You like, did that Friday when you folded the best hand. Yes. Jacks, yeah. Yeah. I did, I, sometimes I check how much is in there. I'm like, oh, there's not that much in there. And you bet a lot. Okay, I'll fold. Like, against Bobo, we bet 100K when I had ace queen and he had 9-4 full house. And I, like, I was like, that's a greedy bet. And then I, like, spread up the pot. And I was like, oh, I guess the pot is 75,000. It's not that 
greedy. Like I had no idea. Like I just I was like, whoa, hundred thousand. That's a lot of fucking money, dude. You're greedy. Yeah. So like I don't know. Like so I was like, I'm trying to count the pot. I'm trying to remember what hands to open, what hands to three bet. Like I'm trying to remember like on this board, this is the size we bet. Oh, we bet sixty six percent. Okay, now let me fucking calculate what sixty six percent is. And like and then oh, I bet sixty eight percent. Eighteen people are gonna scream at me for betting sixty eight percent, not sixty six. And like there's just like a lot of stuff that like was tough. Now obviously like everyone was. Good intention. Good intention. And I think like, like I chose to go down that path. So I'm talking anyone else is like, I'm not like blaming anyone or having any negativity or I just want to make that clear. Like I just think in hindsight, given the time constraints of the starting the challenge, I might have been better off and maybe would have been able to live with the result more if I had just gone in, played and that's If it. you had six months to prepare or more, it would have been plus EV for you doing it right before and during Total, no, disaster. Not the right move, Total disaster. Total so. disaster. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, I really just, I think like a couple things. So obviously like Matt ran incredibly hot, whether he wants to say it or not, like it's just the truth. Um, like, like I've never run so bad. It's so fucking brutal. But anyways, I also think like his experience in the format, like, cause he's obviously played a, like a decent amount of heads up, like made a difference. Yeah. And I also think that like my lack of, understanding just generally for the format made a huge difference like just the fact that i thought it was more of like a fight than it was like a technical battle kind of influenced how i played in a lot of spots and like i don't know it, it just it's not the format for me it's weird like the, my favorite format of poker is like four-handed or three-handed like i feel like i'm a monster three-handed or four-handed or five-handed like I, i'm just gonna be an animal but some for some reason it just doesn't translate to heads up in the same way and i i don't really know why and you know i don't know it, it's not I don't know. It just wasn't my favorite thing, and I don't think I'll be doing it again anytime soon. I guess uh, my one question or comment about what you just said is, like, when you're telling me you, you're trained as an investment banker and you went to university for investment banking, wouldn't, like, keeping track of the pod and, like, the more technical portions of the structure of the game come a little more intuitively to you? Or is this just, like, something you do for fun as a break for your brain? Yeah, it's that's what poker started as for me as a hobby, like for fun. And like, I also think like, this is just my personal opinion. I think all that technical shit doesn't matter in, in like live poker. Like, I don't think any of it matters, especially in ring games. Like I, I just don't think it matters. Why? I just Why? Don't, I, don't, I don't think it matters if you three bet the right hands or four bet the right hands. What matters is like, what mood is your opponent in? How much money have they won? How much money have they lost? Is the session ending soon? Are they quitting soon? Are they up money? Are they down money? Like, did they just get shown a bluff? Did they just show a bluff? Like, these things matter. It's not like what you have doesn't actually fucking matter. Like, what matters is, oh, my opponent has one pair? Well, I know this person will not put in more than $100,000 with one pair. That's their threshold. Or I know this person was not going to believe me. They, they're down 200 k They're in a bad mood. They're not going to fucking fold a pair. We're not going to try to run it on them. That's the stuff that matters. And that's why, like, when I play, like, my cards often, like, don't match the board or don't ever, like, look like cards you should be playing. But it's because, like, it doesn't matter. Like, if the guy, like, like I, I think I talked about a hand that I, like, this hand I think kind of is my best example of this. So the day Mariano won, like, 600K with aces versus kings versus kings, we continued to play post-stream. And uh, we were going to end the game soon. So, you know, he's up 600K and we're going to end the game soon. So what did I do? I just fucking went berserk. Like, I just went berserk with King Deuce off. I opened it to 1,000. He made it 6,000. I made it 27,000. He called. The flop was like 10-5 deuce. He checked. I bet like 15,000. He called. The turn was a 6. I bet 50,000. He called. The river was like a 4. And I just shipped it all in for 250,000. 
because I was like, <laughs> unless you have top set, like you, you're not calling. You're not even calling me with aces. Like, why? Because you're up 600K and if you call and lose, you just lost back $400,000 and now you just had like a very average session versus like the greatest session of your life. And we're breaking in five minutes. Like, you're not going to call. Like, there's, doesn't, there's the art. Yeah, that's fucking art. That's that's live poker. Like, yeah. that's like, you want to come play with me? Like, good luck. Like, that's, you know, that's how it works. Like, Lynn talked about this, like, and this is something I take pride in. She's like, when you play with Nick, you're stacks and play every fucking hand. And it's stressful. And that's what I, like, that's the stuff that matters to me. And I don't think, like, knowing what hands a three and four and five bet matter. It's like, defend everything in position, play deep, and fucking battle. And, like, don't be scared. It's like, this is the thing is, like, most people can't play the way I play and have this philosophy because they're scared. That's just the fucking truth. Like, they're scared to put in all the money with dust. And, like... Well, they're scared because they're... They're, they don't have as much money as you. That's the thing. It's not even about that. No, like, I don't think so. I have I have more money than Nick from what he just told me, and I'm scared. Vertucci has... All the guys I play with have more money than me. I'm like the brokest of all of them, but I'm just, like, not scared. Like, I, I, I just think, like, like, it's one thing to say, like, I open 7-6 offsuit, right? And then someone in, like, the blinds 3-bets me who's, like, a recreational player, and it's easy for me to tell someone, like, you have to defend every single hand that you open in position versus a recreational player if they 3-bet you. Yeah. But I actually fucking do it. Go look. Go fucking look at the tape. If I open 10 do suited and someone three bets me or nine three off and a recreational player three bets me and I'm in position, I call because we're deep and I'm willing to put all the money in regardless of my cards. Like if, if like, like a recreational player who I think plays tight preflop three bets me and I have, you know, jack four off, I'm calling. If the flop comes like six, seven, eight, six, seven, eight, like we can try to play for all the money. Like, do you have nine, 10 ever? No. Like, do you want to call it off with aces? No, let's play. And like, that's, that's what I think matters in live poker. And so that's why I don't focus on like the pot or any of that shit. Like the pot doesn't matter. Like if your players aren't, if your opponents aren't counting how much is in the pot, why should you? doesn't matter. So Nick, what you're saying is when you hear people in poker commentators, uh, people who do in strat and they're like, well, you got to be right one out of three. That, like you just think that's total horseshit. Yeah. I, I didn't even know how to calculate pot odds until uh, this challenge. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like they were like, no, I'm not kidding. Like they're like, if someone bets pot, like what, how much often do you have to call? And I was like, I don't know, not a lot because they bet pot. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, what the fuck? Who cares? Like, it doesn't, like, this is the shit that doesn't matter. Like, I had an argument with Doug. So, after high stakes poker, the stream, me and Doug were discussing a couple of the, of the hands. Yeah. And one of the hands we were discussing was a hand where he had Jack 10 and Rob Young check raised him on the river. So, I think the, the it was like Ace 10X flop. Doug had three bet Rob Young. Doug, like, bets. Turn was a jack. So he binks, like, a two pair, and mm. Rob Young had king queen. And Rob, like, check calls turn, and then the river, Rob goes for a massive check race. And I was like, wow, Doug, you're a fucking fish. Like, that's a horrible call. Like, I was just kind of laughing at him. Yeah. And he was like, what are you talking about? Like, that's the top of my range or whatever. Like, yeah. he's like, the line I took, like, this is the best hand I'm ever going to have. Like, I have to call here or whatever, right? And I was like, but if your opponent's never bluffing, it doesn't matter. Like, if you just never have the best hand, it doesn't matter. He's like, but that minimum defense frequency, I'm like, and, yeah, he, and like, they'll and tell then, you that, like, well, but 62% of the right. time, and you're so, going to win. So over time, I, you're printing. Exactly. And so I was telling Doug, I'm like, but Doug, he's never bluffing. And then Doug was like, well, I just guess he's like, my philosophy is I'm just going to play good technical poker. And like, I know I'm going to win in the long run. And I was like, all right, then, then it doesn't matter. Like, then you can be happy with the hand. My goal is to like play perfectly versus my opponent's hands. And if I know my opponent's not bluffing and like, I have a hand that can't win. I'm not going to pay unless obviously I'm emotional, in which case I will. But yeah, like, yeah, and when I'm in a clear state of mind, I'm not going to pay play pay, you know, like, and so I think these are the things that matter much more than like Good. math and all this kind of stuff. 20. 
Okay, we got a producer that's got twenty. Um, but go ahead. I don't want to no, stop no. that because it is very interesting. That's <clears> it. Like that's that's how I approach poker. I mean, I mean, you when I'm at my most confident, you see me play any two cards. Yeah. In position against everyone, and yeah. like that's because, because you have a plan. It's not about your cards. It's not even that I have a plan. It's just that I'm willing to do anything in any spot. Like, that's if the I, plan. Yeah, I guess. Okay, that's yeah. the plan. Sure. <laughs> the plan. Like, I'm not saying like, I'm necessarily like, oh, I'm going to check raise them on this flop. It's just no. like, the flop comes and I sense some weakness and I'm like, right. time to pounce. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, or like, my opponent goes bet, bet, bet and I'm like, you're not capable of betting three times with one pair. So I'm going to call you with one pair because I know you're either have a huge hand or nothing. Yeah. And like, stuff like that. Like, that's how I see it versus like, oh, I block his, you know, value hands and unblock his misdraws so this is a good calling candidate like no it's just like this guy's been punting it off all night he's on tilt he's punting it off again call <laughs> like, that's, like that's what it is like that's how live poker works and that's how you like win all the money yeah so real quick real quick uh three questions and we're going to go on to the million dollar game okay. uh was there any talk or chat with matt uh was there any tense moments and was there any good moments you know whatever if there's not just um, talking chat, not much. Just a little bit of shit talking. Um, at one point he got like really mad at me and like went on a tirade. Uh, well, break that down. That's what they want to hear. Oh, like so it was like there was this day where, <laughs> so one day I I bought him one point two million, and I just had the chips all over, and he was like upset that like in one of the first hands, I raised him on the river, and I like he bet fifteen hundred, I grabbed, or he bet a thousand, I grabbed a one k chip and a a five k chip from the back and. Put it in there and he turned his hand over because he thought I called. But I had raised. Doesn't matter. He turned his hand back over, made a decision, folded. Well, then he was upset because he was like, I made a mistake because your big chip was in the back or whatever, my 5Ks. So my 5Ks. I was like, it doesn't matter. I cover you. Well, he threw a big fit, calls the floor. Floor finally comes and says, you need to put your big chips in the front. So I'm like, sure. Floor says that I do what the floor says. So I'm, I have a lot of chips. I'm moving the chips or whatever. And as I'm doing it, he opens the next hand. He's on his phone. So now I'm a little bit cranky. So I said, call the floor again. I want to know. If, I want to know if his hand's dead. Like I'm fuck it. You want to be a little bitch? Like I'm gonna be a little bitch too. Like I was like that kind of mood. I was like fuck it, you know. And so I, I was like, call the floor. Well, the floor man wasn't there. So it took him ten minutes to come back. So you waited. I fucking just sat there and waited. I said, I'm not doing shit until I know the ruling. What was the ruling? The ruling was you can be on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> but like so, so anyways so then after the four gets the ruling like we start playing and matt just goes on a tire like you're a little bitch like you're a fucking loser like, did he well, say that you're no, a little bitch yeah he said a lot worse stuff than that too and i went on tire and i just like laughed Wait, no tell tell us what he said because i feel like a lot of people uh look at berkey as this like really perfect stoic figure in poker including me for a while and i'm i'm just curious like what are the things he said and tell us Honestly, if you were insulting him too, if it was like an honest back and uh, forth, have, or did so it just so there was no response from me? I was just humming and, l and laughing because I had my headphones in. Um, I, I don't know. He just said like a lot of nasty stuff. This, I don't really want to repeat it because it was just like not. It, 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 he was just be, he was pissed, and I was just like whatever. It was emotionally look, charged. Look, I don't necessarily think it's who he was. Nick, it was emotionally charged. Okay, so I'm just telling you right now. You got dragged publicly, and you said a lot of shit. That you and you apologized for the big one, and I think that like you came around and and your your tweet was good, but like I just need you to know that like everyone looks at Berkey as this like golden boy in this in this moment, and I think it's good to give a reality of like what happened because he didn't have it streamed, he didn't want it streamed, and like it it appeared as though like you were shit talking the whole time. And he was just like sitting there stoically. So I think it's like, it's a balanced thing to say, to tell us what he was saying to you. Cause like, I think that's terrible that he was just like, 
calling you names randomly. Translation, you're not leaving until you tell us. I mean, he was like, you know, he's like, you're a bitch. You're a fucking loser. You fucking talk so much. Like, you're a dick. Like, I don't know. Just like a lot of like name calling. It was like a five minute rant. And I just laughed the whole time. And that was because of the phone thing. Because of the phone thing. He was just like, you're such a fucking pussy. Like, like I don't know. It's just like a five minute rant. And like, what were you saying? Nothing. I was just humming. I think, <laughs> I don't think I insulted him at all when we played, except for one time I think I called him a pussy because like he just never bluffed. And like, I was just like, come on, man. Like, you're just bluff one time. Like, Show me you have some heart, you know, but whatever. Um, Were you surprised when he came up to you and, like, got in your face early on? Oh, at Bellagio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck's happening? Like, how immature are you that you want to, like, fight me? (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, so, I mean. Do you think he would have fought you? I don't know. I I don't think so. I think he would have. He might not have done it right there because he plays there and maybe maybe he was heated enough, but I I think so. And and if I'm wrong, I apologize because I can't speak for Matt, but he looked really upset. Like, I don't think that's the posture of a guy that's bluffing. I was pretty entertained. Um, But anyway, so like there wasn't too much talking. Uh, It was just tense. Like it, it wasn't a fun environment. It was just tense. Like there was a like there was a good amount of like just like small like i guess like after big pots like one person would kind of like bitch a little bit at the other like you're so fucking lucky or like you're so fucking bad he told me a bunch of times or like i told him a bunch of times like <laughs> like he told me so many times like you're fucking so fucking bad and so many times i told me like you're so fucking lucky like <laughs> like, uh, like whatever like i don't know we just that's, we weren't, that's all right yeah all like right. it was whatever like i don't think anything was wrong like uh, whatever it was all whatever we were in battle, you know, in battle, anything goes, I think. And so yeah. I think it goes both ways. Like anything he said goes, anything I said, go when you're in battle. And then I we'll like sort that. Out after. I really like that about you. I feel like you kind of get it. And you, I think you roll with the punches from what I've seen. I like that you lean into shit. I really liked your apology. It shows that you have a dynamic character. And like the fact that you're sitting here and being like, Hey man, we were at battle. Like you can call me names. Like, I just think that's commendable. I'm like really impressed with how, with that response because i feel like you could have easily like tweeted about all the shit he said to you that day in that match and like been just like pissy about it but instead you're just like whatever we're in battle so that's that's cool yeah i agree um okay redirecting if we could because we got about 15 minutes left before our producer turns into a pumpkin um the million dollar game you excited? Fuck yeah. Okay. How many days do you, are you slotted for? Do you know? So I'm guaranteed one day, and then I might play a second or third, depending on lineups and stuff. Or, uh, or attrition. Yeah, or attrition. Yeah, right. that's what I mean by lineups and yeah. stuff. So the day that I'm guaranteed, I think I can say this. because Yeah, go for it. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, say it. So it's Sunday. It's the third day. Um, the first two days are like the, you know, debut days are going to be like pretty much all big names, like whatever, like. Big, big, big names. And the first two days. Yeah. So, like, I don't think I have much of a chance there. But, you know, there's still some shot, you know, Um, since I'm friends with Eric and, you know, a bunch of the players Mm -hmm. and stuff. But, like, they're more focused on, like, businessmen and stuff, which makes a lot of sense. So, uh, I'm going to schedule play the third day. And then uh, Ryan said I can play the fifth day if I want. Um, Is the fifth day, did Ryan tell you it's confirmed? It's not 100% confirmed. Yeah. I didn't know if it changed. So, what Ryan, I guess, I mean, uh, whatever. You can edit out if if it's not supposed to be said. But, um... Uh, what Ryan said is that as of now, his, so what he's done is he's scheduled four days. Mm-hmm. Lineups are essentially done, but like yeah, not, they're done. like done but not done, whatever you know. And then what he's done is he's scheduled a fifth day in terms of like day. So that'd be what Tuesday mm-hmm. of that next week. Like we're gonna have the million dollar game, no lineup, and whoever's in town, yeah, 
the losers will get first shot at it. Right. Like if you're down a couple million or whatever, you get a first shot in the lineup. And from there, he'll build it out the day of, yep. basically. Yeah. And I think that's really smart. Like, there's going to be a shitload of players in town. Everyone wants to play. Like, yeah. <laughs> filling up, filling that lineup's easy. Like, I mean, I don't know if you if you got what you guys think, but like, we basically played a million dollar game the last two Fridays. Like, it, it's been insane. It's funny because I heard on one of the spaces where, like, you know, some people I won't say who it was, but there's people in there going, "Well, they're effectively playing five hundred, one thousand. So if you do the math and you know, like, I don't know if we'll see these pots." And I'm like, "Yeah, I don't know about that. We play five five, and you lose a hundred ball. You know, the anti game. Yeah. How much did you lose in the anti game <clears throat> this week, last week? Oh, I won. Oh, you did. What didn't you play one where you lost like in a smaller game? Oh, you uh, won in the anti-game. That's yeah, right. I won 10K in the anti-game, oh, yeah, and then I right. lost 170 on Wednesday. In the Wednesday. <laughs> All right, the 2551. <laughs> That's the one I was asking about. It's a good game. <clears throat> Personally, we talked about this again on Spaces. I'll tell you. I honestly think it's going to be insane. I Here's what I'll say. I think we see, let's think. We do five days, work 12 hours a day, 60 hours. I think we'll probably see five to $10 million pots and at least two $2 million pots. Yeah, I agree. And I think like people are like, you have to have the sickest cooler. No, you don't, man. Like you just have to have someone on tilt, fucking put in a million. Like that's yeah. it. Like go back and watch some of our episodes. Duck and on tilt, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. I watch a couple Friday shows. Listen, I've told myself going into this, I want to run a million dollar bluff. Wow. I've what told if myself. you lose two or four million dollars when this is all said and done? You just that's it is what it is. Fucking suck. Yeah, but I, you're gonna cover everybody in the game you're in, no matter what. You said that's that. Is my that goal. still in place? Yeah, that's my goal. Okay. I have to. So I'll, I will say this. Uh, I lost two million, so that's like a lot. Two million of liquidity I lost. So now I need to re like I need to get liquidity to then whatever, and so that's a little bit of a headache. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I it's a lot harder. To, people don't understand how hard it is to get chips to the casino. No, it's stuff. really it's hard. Not fucking yeah. easy. Like yeah. people think that like if you have millions of dollars, you just like sit in your bank account like millions of dollars sit there. It's like no, we have like ten dollars in our bank account. Like yeah. it's in like it's an investments. You yeah. know, like no it's, right. You, it's not like easily accessible money. So. I have to. I'm, I, I'm having to deal with that actually right now, preparing chips and stuff. So I was thinking if I can buy from other players and everything. So we'll see how much money I'm able to get there. My goal is to get as much money as possible there, but we'll see what happens. Who's in your lineup that you know? I don't know. Cool. Um, what you've never asked ever, even in this game, huh? I never okay. fucking asked. I asked the day of when I show up because I want to know who I'm going to be like. Who I'm going to get to hang out with? Yeah. Who are you most looking forward to uh, playing with if you get a chance? I, there's no one I mean I guess like I'm excited for Rob Young and stuff like I really enjoy his company and everything and like Charles and the regular people I mean for me I'm mostly just excited about the fact that like everyone has to buy in a million like I love the deep buys and I think that's when like poker can be really sick yeah like, when everyone's forced to buy deep I think that's where like I have an advantage because like I have a like lot less regard for like the money and the I've chips. often said that that's an advantage I've said it about you that the advantage with Nick was never technical uh, ability but your advantage is you're willing to put it all out and yeah. really put it all out. And, you know, when you're playing poker and you're playing with someone that doesn't want to put their whole stack in, you have a huge advantage. You I literally, your card values go up by 2x, 10x. I was talking to Sean. He was saying that I'm like Phil Helmuth, but in the opposite way. In that, like, Phil Helmuth will go with his reads no matter what. Like, he'll make insanely big folds. Like, he'll fold kings off of, like, 15 big blinds in a tournament because he's like, I know you have aces and he'll fold, right? He goes with his read. I'm the same way, but, like, not on the like on the aggressive side like i will go with my reads no matter what for any amount of money like bluffing it off if i think like if i think this was gonna work i'm gonna fucking run it like i'm just gonna i'm gonna run it like if you can trick me into thinking you're weak when you're strong i'm gonna run it like i'm gonna run it i don't care about my cards i'm gonna run it and like 
in the million dollar game, you have a million dollars to work with running it. Like that's a lot of like maneuverability for bluffing. Like yeah. someone opens 3000, someone three bets 10,000. I can four bet 50,000. Like they call it hundred K in the pot. We still have 950 K behind. Like you bet 50 K on the flop. They call you bet 200 K on the turn. They call you have a 700 K river jam. That's pressure, baby. Yeah. That's max pressure. That's pressure. Like that means you put in $300,000 and you still have to face 700 K on the river. Yeah. Like, now we're talking like that's <laughs> fucking pressure. Like yeah. I want to see these billionaires call off 700 K on the river. Like <laughs> that's what I want to see. I want to fucking put them to the test, you know? And I think that's what the million dollars is going to be. Sick. You, I mean, you're right. I know Wesley has that same mentality. Like Wesley's already started preparing chips and like he's ready to fucking put yeah. people to the test. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Uh, Vanessa, you got anything before I ask the next question? Yeah. 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 Well, I, I know we don't have a lot of time left, but I want to, I want to ask, airball for a favor okay and you're both named nick so i have i'm I'm now calling you guys by your by your last name uh airball make me a promise when you stack somebody come over to me for an interview we don't need joey ingram to get in our way we need to have a good interview on camera you need to come to me and give spill the beans to I, me come on i don't know on. if i'm gonna be able to leave the table <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. Like, oh yeah, yeah. If you do leave, if you do leave to go to the bathroom or something, I'm gonna give me like a one minute. Interview. Like last night. So last night we were playing and the game was like pretty good and chill. And I was taking like breaks for whatever reason. I'm sure people know. And then Bra- Brad showed up and I was and I didn't leave the fucking table again. <laughs> I just sat there like a fucking rock. <laughs> you pee your pants? <laughs> yeah, I was like, game's on. I don't. I, when the game is on, I don't leave the table. And then yeah, the you gotta bottle. get those oversized men diapers. Mm-hmm. And whatever happens. And in the happens. million dollar game, I'm putting I'm putting a catheter in, <laughs> getting a feeding tube, and I'm fucking not leaving the table. All right, we'll go to the pediatric ward and we'll get you that catheter and we'll 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 go, baby. Exactly. We'll go. We'll. Go. <laughs> I, you know the other, the other thing people don't realize is I think every million dollar game stream will be like twelve hours plus. Oh, for sure. That's going to be our biggest challenge is to be able to stop the game without pissing off the losers and saving the you know people who need to sleep, saving the so we don't break the game the next day or screw up the lineup. And I think that each game is going to go like 12 to 16 hours. That's yeah, what I think. Yeah, yeah. And I think Ryan's going to stream every second of it. Duh. Well, Ryan said, he told us, he confirmed that he's cutting it off at 12 hours. And I told him he shouldn't. He won't. I told him he needs Ryan to Ryan is a it, degen, but- bro. Ryan loves, Ryan is a degen for poker and the show. Are you kidding me? When the game is at 12 hours and someone's stuck a million and on rage tilt and straddling and the pots are all three, 400K, you think Ryan's going to be like, hey guys, great show today. Let's go home. No, he's going to be like, fucking strap in. Like yeah, He's like in front of the door and no one's yeah, going anywhere. Yeah, he's like, guess like, what else? Guess what else? If he tries to shut down that stream, the chat pros are going to lose, lose their, their minds. And they lost their shit Ryan. last night. Yeah, as they sh- last yeah night because was- it was so good. And we wanted to keep that piece for the week of the million dollar game week. So we had some material yeah. and, and it was insane, right? People. Yeah. Stand by to stand by. Stand by to stand by. Things do not. Things continue. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know what BB stack was when the stream ended, but let me tell you, volatility is a real thing in poker, and we fucking loved it last night. Yeah, it was it was sick. It was, it was sick. I mean, it, it's just like it's, last night was just like that's what really good games are like. Yeah, you know? like, I mean the Andy straight flush against nut flush. Oh then we had the How blessed is Mariano. Like, yeah, the and then fuck? Mariano was on the bad side. It's, with uh, what's his nuts? The aces, five six, ace king. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's on the bad side. The five six. He's scoop two just, boards. He's supposed to just stack Bobo for two hundred and fifty k. Mar- yeah, Mariano has aces. Uh, Bobo has ace king. So here's what here's the hand. It goes Mariano opens, 
to like a thousand. Bad Brad makes it eight thousand. Yeah. Bobo makes it twenty thousand or twenty five. Mariano then I think it's a six bet, right? Open three bet, four bet. No, five bets. It's five bet. Sixty thousand. Call call. BB calls. Yeah. <laughs> With five six. I mean, it's a pretty good hand. It's fair. Bobo shoves two fifty. Mariano snaps. BB snaps. <laughs> like snaps. Yeah, snaps. Yeah, no, I saw. Yeah, yeah. Like it was snap, snap. I mean, didn't you see him snap the three four against Andy? Yes. Yeah, it's insane. Is, BB's a sick. And it runs out in the in the in the uh, five four scoops. It's five six. Five six scoops. Yeah, so first one three four king turned deuce. Second one six six three. <laughs> <laughs> And somebody said, put two sixes out, wouldn't that be sick? Yep. And they came out, yeah. Yeah, it's so sick. Dude, and it gets even better in that little piece that we got saved. It's fucking insane. <laughs> it's fucking insane. It's so sick. It's, it's so fucking insane. Can't wait for this week, yeah, bro. Did Ryan tell you anything about it? Uh, no, we haven't talked. It's fucking insane. Yeah, I'll, I'll find out about it. It's yeah. insane, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, well, dude, you know it's insane when the guy shows up and the first thing he does is, my first hand, 5K straddle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, oh God, man. that's so awesome. Yeah, I think, I mean, I don't think uh, Brad will play the million-dollar game, but if he did, that would be yeah. very cool. You got anything else? I got one last question for Nikki Boy, and then that's it. <clears throat> no, no, I'm good. I, uh, I know we're out of time. I just want to know, and I already know, but I want to know why you're so loyal to Hustler Casino Live, and why are we so great? Um. <laughs> You know, I guess for me, the loyalty thing is like, so it started with like, I, I used to watch Live at the Bike and I was a fan. Yeah. Then I met Ryan in LA and like we became friends and like he gave me opportunities to play in games and like meet people that I wouldn't have met. And then like that escalated to like here playing on Hustler regularly. Like I've become like known in poker and like gotten a lot of opportunity from it. And like, to me, it's just like you dance with the ones who brought you like yeah. Nick and Ryan brought me to the show kind of, I guess I would say like, not like the show in terms of hustle, but like the, the show in terms of like being known and like getting opportunities. And like, to me, it's like you dance with the ones who brought you, like yeah. you stay loyal to them. And like, I don't know. It's just, it's just how I am. I just feel like that's the right way to do things. And like, that's why like, whenever I play other streams, which is not often, like I'm always going to wear a hustler like shirt. Cause uh, that's where that's I'm from home. and that's yeah that's what I do and like yeah. Hustler is going to be primarily where I play always and like I'll do everything I can to promote the casino the stream and everything just because once again like I've gotten infinite value like not necessarily like I'm not talking about specifically monetarily but I'm saying like just value in a lot of different ways from the stream and from Nick and Ryan and like their generosity to me so like I always like want to reciprocate that the best I can and the best way I can do that like is being by being loyal and then in terms of like why I think Hustler is the best fucking dude the lineups, the players, like the Sick, action, right? like Ryan is like Ryan is the Vince McMahon of poker. You got like, it. He's the best. He's the goat. Like mm -hmm. when Ryan's dead, like people are gonna be like, that guy was the goat game yeah, runner. Yeah, like the sure. actual <laughs> goat game runner of all well, time. Well, name someone else. There's no one. That's right. what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah, it's not even close. No, for sure. And so like I, I've said, I said this. Uh, like that's why when that's why when you, uh, Ryan left the bike and you guys were talking like starting stream, I tried to invest because I was like, yeah. It's guaranteed success. We yeah, we were playing a lot of home games before yeah. we launched. Uh, Ryan's job is fucking brutal. It's, it's so hard. Brutal. Yeah. I, I've organized games at Hustler on off stream, like our stream right. games a couple times on Saturdays. Like, you know this. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Who's playing? Oh, I'll let you know. Okay. Next day. Who's playing now? Oh, I'll let yeah. you know. Like, it's just like, it's so hard to wrangle people together and get lineups. And like, not only is it hard to just get a game together, it's hard to get a fucking insane stream game together yeah and he gets five of them a week like, yeah it's sick pretty good it's definitely sick all right you got anything uh val 
No, no, no. I just have to say that, like, um, I've watched you in the public eye, and um, I, I actually have, I'm not saying actually, actually, it's not a good word here, but I have grown to really like you. I think you're young, you're gonna, you're gonna run into situations where you're gonna put your foot in your mouth again, and it's okay. And um, I like the approach you're taking. I like the character development. I, I think you are very likable. I think you are very entertaining. And um, yeah, I, I do really like you. And I, and I appreciate, you know, your, your uh, reflection on everything that happened and your honesty. So yeah, I think like, like it, you know, Nick. I think for all of us at Hustler, like, and I think I speak maybe more for me and Nick in particular because I think we have a similar situation. Like, we put, get ourselves in hot water quite often. But I think like <laughs> yeah. I admire that Nick's able to apologize publicly when he thinks he's in the wrong and like own it. And like I respect that, and I try to do the same. And like I think in the scammer stuff, I was definitely in the wrong, and yeah. I'm just like happy to own that. And you know, moving forward, like if and when I make future mistakes, like I'll I'll do my best to own those too. But uh, you know, at the same time, like I'm pretty proud of like everything I've done, and I know like my intentions are good, and yeah. that's what matters. To I'm me. gonna buy you a shirt that says "Just what? Add Alcohol." <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Drink. I don't know. I have to say, I don't drink. Yeah, that's right. No, I th I think that's one of the, you know before we finish, I think that's one of the reasons why Nick and I get along like. I think that um, he's as much as the public doesn't believe it, and they're like, "Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this podcast with this guy?" I'm like, "He's a lot more open-minded than you think." Him and I have conversations where, like, we fucking disagree about everything, and then we can find a middle ground and discuss why we're disagreeing. And it's a, it's a, he's a lot more open-minded than you would think, and he's like reflecting on a lot of things. And we don't agree on fucking anything most of the time, but we still end up coming to some sort of conclusion where we can see each other's perspective. And like, he's actually a very nice person. And I find him to be very kind to a lot of people that I wouldn't even be kind to. I'm like, Nick, why are you extending an olive branch to this guy? He's terrible to you. And he's just like, no, man, it's just the way I do. And I didn't know he extended that olive branch to Berkey. So like, I... I just wanted to say that publicly because a lot, I get I catch a lot of uh, flack from people for doing this show with you and I and I think they have a misconception of you and like I did too for a while so yeah well I appreciate that I really do um, that actually means a lot to me especially coming from you <laughs> but uh, it really oh, don't fucking cry now no or no no I'm not gonna cry I hate you he's crying you talking about he's crying no but uh, on the other on the other side of the coin like I've said before too uh, I think one of the reasons the show works is because we have a really good chemistry but it's not an insta bro chemistry it's a it's a true this um but a but a respect for each other so um i'm glad to, i'm glad that we uh, are doing what we're doing so there you go there's our uh on the view moment i'm uh, i could be whoopee or i could be joan or jay or whatever so um maybe we start doing a show like the view and we should uh tap into our energy okay so anyway <laughs> center our chakras let's do that <laughs> yeah. yeah anyways thank you for tuning in this is the nick fertucci show i am nick fertucci and we have the great nick airball and straight out of compton valerie brill envy out <laughs> <laughs>